Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. The We're going in. Call into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What what what's new? What are you doing, FA? Uh, what's new, J Dubs? It is the Hideout Road Radio 104.1, funniest night show in America, best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. I am El Jefe, that is J Dubs. Many ways tonight to be somebody. The first of which is to call. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041. If you have a singular wireless phone, that's how you be somebody in the hideout. Pick up the phone, dial. Uh, J-Dubs, that is Matt Albert, third mic and producer, or third mic and writer, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, six foot five, 500 pounds, 21-year-old, black virgin, uh, balding, graying, and angry. That's Chunks, executive producer of The Hideout. He's your host for The Hideout Headlines Game Show in 15 minutes. Uh, 15 minutes, uh, you heard the headlines on the Phillips file. You turn them into prizes with The Hideout Headlines Game Show. You could even begin to line up the board now if you would like to. Uh, Tommy Bateman's our director on top of the talk and roll controls, responsible for the hideout page on realradio.fm, and that is Gibbs, the unpaid producer and camping buddy of the craziest heretic of them all, Zeppelin, as he did lose the Oscar pick challenge, and he will be going camping brokeback style. With, I wish I know how to quit you. <laughs> with one of the heretics. I just wish you knew how to quit the show. <laughs> so that's what he says to the phones every time they they ring. Jason, he still can't answer them though. I wish I knew how to screen you. <laughs> <laughs> A huge night in the hideout tonight. Um, the the entire wrestling world will be focused on the hideout. From what I understand, it's all over the wrestling message boards Ooh. and on a few wrestling uh, websites. And that is because... Hulk Hogan will be here. No. Uh, the first openly gay active athlete, wrestler, Canyon, will be in studio in the hideout tonight. I wish I know how to quit you. Eight o'clock. He has been... Uh, he's even said that he will do a day, uh, a gay dating game. We're calling it Mannion. If you, uh, if you ever wanted to, uh, you know, see if you have what it takes to date a wrestler and you're a man... Uh, stick around the radio, and we'll have uh, Canyon on later, and he is up for doing some uh, gay man dating game. I wish I know how to quit you. We have a lot to discuss with him, so that's coming up in the second hour of the Hideout. Third hour is the Hideout Door Prize Blowout, um, a game show by uh, Tommy Bateman, I guess. Blind leading the blind. It's a it's a game of chance, luck, and uh, you. Dubs, Matt Albert, and Chunk. What? Smarts. Ah. So we have to have knowledge for the winners to, uh, for the listeners to win tonight. Yes. Yeah, so don't tell anyone if you're good at spelling, math, or history. Oh, no, great. no, no. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Dubs. 
South Dakota's on the uh, verge, I guess, of passing this, like, sweeping uh, anti-abortion bill. I have audio of one of the legislators from South Dakota, and this guy is a wacko. Really? Somebody from that area of the world being a wacko. Yeah. Aren't they known for, like, the Unabomber, and that's about it? Is that South Dakota? I thought that was Michigan. No, no. Idaho, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Idaho. Idaho's known for Napoleon Dynamite. And potatoes. And tater tots in Napoleon Dynamite. So we got that going on. Uh, hey, hideout, your end screen phone calls. A lot of audio. So much audio to get to. And the most unpopular jobs we want to get to as well, J-Dub. So there's a lot of stuff we got going on in the hideout. This and that unpopular job list is very shocking to me. There's a lot of good jobs on the unpopular job list. It's it's very odd. All right, man, we'll go through that here in just a second. But first, uh, you know, here in the hideout, we just we just got here. I tech technically, when you look at the uh, grand scheme of things of real radio, we're still newbies. You know, we're not even a year in. We got here in April of last year. We're still getting our feet wet. From I think we're well past that. From Washington D.C. And you've heard us talk about it the past couple of nights, this meeting that J-Dubs wasn't allowed to go to. Mm-hmm. And this is a meeting that we had up the street at some hotel. And it was all of the department heads and the show hosts. So we all get together in this conference room and try to fi- uh, figure out what real radio can do in the future to make itself even better. Now, let me say this. Kudos, kudos, kudos to... Everybody involved and this radio station. Dubs, we've been in a lot of radio stations. Mm-hmm. And never before have I seen anything like this. I couldn't even imagine. There was actually work getting done? There was work getting done. There was communication. There were ideas being wow. thrown around. And there wasn't anybody. Lo and behold, a general manager who listened and took into consideration other things. Wow. Yeah, we've never had that. Uh, usually our general managers, uh, we've had one, I think, before, Alan Linewan, who uh, really would listen to you, take notes, and try to do what he could to make you happy and kind of work with. I mean, he was very honest and uh, also at the same time very uh, willing to help out. He's fantastic. He's up at uh, K-Rock. For, formerly known as K-Rock at the Free FM up in New York. He's a great mm-hmm. guy, and we still talk to him. With the world's greatest morning show. Uh, yeah, not quite. Rover? <laughs> so we get together at this meeting, Dubs, and it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm rejuvenated about Real Radio. I can't talk about any of the things that were mentioned. I got to say, a lot of fantastic ideas thrown about. And you boys will be proud of me. I represented the show well. Did you? I fought for a few things that we've been fighting for. Hmm? <laughs> and uh, I think I won. Yeah. I honestly think... Can't wait till the 15th, then. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not what I thought for. Oh. That actually didn't come up for anybody. Oh. Yeah. But other than that, I have to say, I almost felt a little bit guilty after listening to what... Because, you know, here's my thing. And we, we, we talked about this last week with the teacher who went on that 20-minute tirade against mm-hmm. America and capitalism and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And I said, life is always about perspective. And I think you need to get different perspectives at your job that you're at. Not only what it's like to do your job, but to do other people's jobs around you. Without a doubt, that's very important. 
And uh, that's exactly what this meeting kind of opened up. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've given the sales staff some crap before. Now I feel guilty because here's the reason why. I see a lot of what they what they have to go through. Then I'm like, I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't realize they had to do all that. My bad. Well, here's the thing. It, 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 it's not bad to give other people crap around uh, the office. I mean, that keeps everybody honest. As long as it doesn't get personal and doesn't, like, you know, become a, a deep-seated issue for life, then then there, it's healthy to question each other and, you know, kind of figure out where e- each other is coming from. That's definitely part of the workplace environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to lie to you there. But I do, here's the thing. I understand why they keep the meeting so small. Because, I th- I mean, there was I think there were still even too many people there, and we got sidetracked a little bit too much. But I almost wish that everybody could attend one of these things, because I think it would kind of open up a little bit, and people would have better attitudes. Uh, I And here's the other thing, too, Dubs. They said you couldn't go because there wasn't enough room. Yeah. I had an empty seat next to me. And I just put up a little sign that said J-Dubs. I thought you said you took your girlfriend, and she had a great time. What? Yeah, she liked the uh, lunch. Lunch was fantastic. Cheesecake, too. It was so good. Your girlfriend got to go? Yeah, you know. She does some internet stuff. She could help. I feel even more slighted. Well, I mean, I guess maybe next year they won't invite the, gen- the janitorial she... staff. I mean, they now, said I don't have anything to add, but she doesn't even talk. Now, maybe. That's true. Thank goodness. Uh... <laughs> Now, maybe if they do allow the janitorial staff, Dubs, you can go representing that since My your mom. mom's a, a, janitor, a janitor. If they need a new one, I think she's looking. I don't want to see your mom's uh, leather face around here. <laughs> it would just be depressing. <laughs> Walking around wearing an apron. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Dubs. Chasing around the Burke Show with a chainsaw. No liquids in the trash. <laughs> There's a sink right there. You can pour it all out. <laughs> so anyway, I wish I could give you details. I'm just promise. I, I take my word. If even half of the things that were proposed go through, uh, this radio station is in for some very, very big things, and I am excited. Nice. And I found out a couple about a couple events that are going down. Mm-hmm. That if we don't get, you know, tickets and stuff for, then I'll probably buy. Because it's some cool things going on. So you should uh, stay tuned to Real Radio. Just fantastic. It's also interesting, too, to be around management and the other show hosts. And kind of in uh it's a relaxed setting, but it's not. Because everybody was kind of in jeans and T-shirts, you know? And Very so casual. You kind of felt a little bit more like you were uh, equal. You know, and you're going around, you're looking around. And I, I wasn't, I didn't shut up. Like, I didn't back down. Dude, I threw out some great ideas. From what I hear, they're raving about the hideout. Well received? Oh, yeah. So, I'm excited. I'm very, very much excited. Anybody want to congratulate me, thank me for doing a job well done? Uh, I would. I mean, I, I guess I just have to take your word for it because I didn't get to really be there. Or, you know, They said, too, see. that it went so well you're not invited next year. I think it can go better if I'm there. They were like, well, there's no real reason to uh, have J-Dubs here because, you know. It went so well that I can't be there again? Yep. Massage therapist Kimmy wants to know if she's invited back next year as well since yeah. she was sitting back. Uh, Sam uh, really enjoyed the massage, so she's definitely invited back. I heard she had a lot of good uh, details and I, ideas. I only had like four extra tickets, and I had one for my girlfriend, one for Kimmy. 
Uh, Lester Big Hands came because he was able to provide the uh, cakes and pies. Yeah, and I heard Lot Hefe was doing a lot of calls on your behalf. Not Hefe was there? That tight-shirted bastard? Well, look. Um, you know, we have room for communicators. You're obviously not one. He was also doing his Time Life book sales in the corner. <laughs> you wouldn't even sit next to him at a baseball game, but he was at the, the uh, meeting with the, the heads of management? Well, you know, he's a talker. He throws out ideas. He is you. a talker. Talker about nothing. Hey, sorry I couldn't go, Hefe. I just I had work next year. I'll be, I'll well, be straight to that's go. that's why I was able to get that ticket for my girlfriend. Okay. No, it's cool, Gibbs. Don't worry All about right, it. Man. It was either four tickets for four people or one for uh, Matt Albert, who would just take up four seats. And lunches. But thanks for bringing back that food for me. Yeah, of I course. Re- cheesecake was fantastic. Cheesecake, roast beef sandwich. Uh, roast beef? Jail you know there? <laughs> you know I love roast beef. <laughs> so, you're welcome. And, uh... I didn't say thank you. Hide out what? Sorry, Dubs. People did want to know... I'm firing off some emails. That's what I'm doing right now. People did want to know, who is that guy on the show with you? You've got oh, Gibbs. Yeah, I said that's Gibbs and the gang. Dear Catherine, I do feel slighted. She asked... I don't care what I said earlier. She did ask, though, uh, that you stop talking to her so much. She has stuff to do besides sit there and cuddle you. <laughs> Big hands here in the hideout. What's up, Big what hands? What in the hell oh, do you have man, to do? I had a great time today, Hefe, man. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Well, <laughs> big I, hands went? I told you, big hands when he provided the sweets. The cheese oh, on his man. deathbed. The cheesecake was fantastic. I can't wait till next year. Here's Thanks, the thing. Man, I appreciate it. We want him to live till next year so he can go. Thank you, big hands. I've already set aside. In fact, if he does not, we're going to hold the meeting at the cemetery in which he's buried. Just so he can be there in spirit. But he's going to be fine. He told me he now has a reason to live. What, next year's meeting? To take your spot at next year's meeting. <laughs> Just going to be a blast. I want to go. Nope. Time to move on. Uh, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Call now for the Hideout Headlines game show. Prizes include a case of beachside beer brewed by the Florida Beer Company, the award-winning taste that won first prize at Orlando Beer Fest 2004. You must be 21 years of age to win that. We got tickets for the Predators versus the Dallas Desperados for Sunday, March 19th. More ticket info, www.orlandopredators.com with 407-44-PREDS. And the Shield Season 4 on DVD. Call now, be a winner with me. And me. I'll have face hideout. No, no, no. 104.1. I wish I know how to quit you. Tuesday night in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Coming up, Canyon. I wish I know how to quit you. Wrestler, first openly gay active athlete. Being here at 8 o'clock to do a little mandating. Talk about the whole thing, too. I got a lot of questions for him. Yeah. Um, it's a hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Time for the Hideout Headlines Game Show, brought to you by the Wholesale Furniture Market. Complete bedroom sets from eight ninety nine. Wholesale Furniture Market, over 40,000 square feet of quality home furniture, 50 to 70% off every day. Wholesale Furniture Market, State Road 436 in Castleberry, next to the Zems Club. 
407-332-1314. Let's get some winners with the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Welcome. Welcome to the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Game Show. Answer questions on what's in the headlines. Local, national, world, sports, and entertainment. If you guess right, you win big, big. Now here's your host. Chunks. Five categories. You heard them. They could be true, false, multiple choice, fill in the blank. We'll go with the people who've been holding the longest. That's Kevin and Cody. Kevin first. Kevin, which category would you like? World, national, local, sports, or entertainment? How about local? All right, here is local with chunks. Local today is multiple choice. A teenager in Brandon, Florida died today after what item fell off of his wall and landed on him? Is it A, a lava lamp, B, a fish tank, C, a sword, or D, a moose head plaque? How about a sword? Correct. Oh, good job. All right, what are the details of this I, one, Chunk? I guess this moron was sitting in his in his bedroom, uh, bouncing a basketball off of a wall with a 29-inch sword hanging off of it, and it fell off the wall and cut his neck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Where was this? Brandon, Florida. Oh. So now, I, I think it's, it's a suburb of Tampa. Now, here's the thing. We all have done that. You've all, all of us have sat on our bed... Either throwing the baseball up in the air or practicing your form shooting baskets, and you hit the wall or you don't catch it, and it goes off and it knocks over your TV or your mm-hmm. radio or something, or maybe even a lamp. Never a sword. <laughs> What's a sword doing there anyway? Yeah, in a kid's room, a 15-year-old's room. Well, 15. I mean, it's not like he's a child. Well, but his 14-year-old brother and like nine-year-old sister were in the room too. So yeah, all three of them were in the room. <laughs> Ooh. So he was babysitting. Oh, my. Well, that's an awful story. He died? Oh, yeah, he died. Oh, boy. One of those things hitting the neck, you die. It's pretty painful, too. <laughs> I, it's like a guillotine. I'm sure. That was called a guillotine. I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't know if I've been saying it wrong. All I, I always heard guillotine. I've heard both. Really? Yeah. Damn it. I like to be the only one saying it right. Guillotine. Cody and Lake Wells, you're next up in the uh, Hideout Headlines game show on Real Radio. Uh, which category? World, national, sports, or entertainment? That's uh, the sports. Now here's sports with chunks. All right, sports today is true or false. According to a couple of San Francisco Chronicle reporters, Barry Bonds has allegedly been using steroids since the year 2000. That is false. That's correct, too. I guess it's... Uh, been since 1998, they say. He's been using, yeah, he's been using it from. Of course, he's still denying it, but the reporters say they have pretty good inside scoop. 98 is pretty early for him to have started. I mean, he didn't really start, you know, jacking them big until, what, well, 2001? The, well, like the last, yeah, I guess the last few years. Um, So they say in 98, that's when he started the Royd Regiment. And I've seen this everywhere, where he has this intense Royd Regiment. Do they have any details about the regiment? Yeah, uh, it was a Winstrel injected into his rear end. So they say he had injections of Winstrel, whatever whatever that stuff is. And it was the same thing, I guess, Rafael Primero used, and uh, Ben Johnson in the 1988 Olympics was accused of using. Have you ever wanted to do... You've done steroids, I did. I did a one-month cycle back in 10th grade, and it it helps. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but, I mean, there is a very, very nasty side effect from them. I'm not going to lie to you. I, when I eventually lose my weight, I would like to do a one-month cycle of roids, just to bulk up. I think uh, the whole, the whole thing, 
I don't think they're that big of a deal, personally. It's, just... it's the, it's the uh, just people don't know when to quit, ever, you know? It's... And if, the, if someone uses it just for one or two months, it's not going to kill them, right. most likely. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the overuse of it, and people think it taints the sport when it's being put into their sport. I don't agree at all. I think it makes the sport more, more exciting. Look, here's the thing. It's a tool to make you play better. Mm-hmm. If, if these purists are really all about this, then they wouldn't allow aluminum bats. They wouldn't allow lighter bats. They wouldn't allow for any newer technologies that have come along in the game. They'd still be playing in these in the old school uh, Converse. It'd still be a stickball. Yeah, essentially, we'd be playing cricket. Mm-hmm. You can have stuff like Red Bull because that makes you focus better. You know, why not ban that stuff too? Well, they do. They have. They've they've, they've taken the creatine out of a lot of the the methan. Well, not methamphetamines, but some of the uh, amphetamines that do kind of make you focus better. Stuff like that. Some of those things you can't even take anymore in baseball. They said that was more of an abuse than steroids. Was basically the speed mm-hmm. that the guys would take to keep up, uh, like actively, physically up. For the nine innings, which essentially is three and a half hours, of literally, you think about it, standing around in a field, just waiting. That's yeah. what. That's what you, unless you're the pitcher or the catcher, not much. First baseman, maybe. Yeah. Not a lot of action going on. Uh, Blue in Orlando, you're next up in the uh, Hideout Headlines Game Show. World, uh, national, or entertainment? Uh, let's let's do national. All right, here is National with Chunks. National Day is fill in the blank. It's also a gift if you got to listen to the Shannon Burke show today. He talked about this for a little bit. A lesbian attending Hood College in Frederick, Maryland, I might add, Hood, was chosen as what, causing quite a controversy with the homecoming committee. Um, she was uh, she won the homecoming king. That's correct. Good job. I have the uh, news story of that. We'll have to save it for later, though, because we're already okay. running late. Um, but I have that. Real fast, Dubs, agree or disagree? That she uh, should be able to become homecoming king? I, I think completely she should be able to be homecoming king if she wants to. It, it, and I think most of the people at the school didn't really care. They just threw it out to the joke vote. Everybody has a joke vote for homecoming. She beat out three other dudes. We actually had this guy in high school. His name was Kim. And people in in the office didn't really pay that close attention to people that were nominated for homecoming queen. So when they they would keep reading Kim off, and everyone would just chuckle and laugh. And I think he ended up winning, but they gave it to the runner up. Yeah, I, I, here's the thing, though. I mean, you he know, wasn't I'm, happy. I'm about the most it, politically correct guy there is, mm-hmm. but technically, a woman can't be king. Yeah. She's queen. That's just kind of like the gender thing about it. I really don't think, in the grand scheme of things, it matters. So I mean, if if the students no. voted that. Let it happen. No, I mean, I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she should have been allowed in the whole king category anyway. Queen. She could be queen. Or she could be a uh, she could be president. Because that's not, like, gender sp- specific. But king? No, that's for dudes. That's just, it's pretty simple. It just comes down to, like, you know, the word. Otherwise, I mean, you could have, most popular you could have called her, but she wouldn't have been most popular dude. She'd have been most popular... Do you think she would have won Queen? Dude. Yeah, they said she would have. Well, I got it in the news story. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll play that later when Canyon's here. We'll get his perspective. She I wish I know how to quit you. Is that him? I I've, never met, I've never met him before. Johnny in Orlando, you're next up. World or entertainment? 
I'll go to entertainment. All right, here's entertainment with Johnny. All right, entertainment is fill in the blank as well. Which semi-famous musician was charged today for allegedly beating his girlfriend? Idea. Sorry, buddy. No! Yanni! Ooh! Now, let me ask you. Who is Yanni and what does he do? He's what? He's one of those very, very uh, light rock musicians or... Uh, Piano? New yep. Age. He's a pianist. New Age? Like yeah, John it's Tash? New Age. Yeah, he's like New Age. But you never like... heard Yanni at the Acropolis? Yeah. Ugh. You'd hear his music. Has he ever, has he ever been live at Red Rocks? Possibly. <laughs> Have you seen Serendipity, that movie? No. Kate Beckinsale, like her boyfriend, mm. I think he's he does the new age in that. You haven't seen that movie? No. It's fantastic. Is it really? What's it about? John Cusack. Yeah, it's good. It's I basically love... Fred, it's, she's all that like 10 years or 20 years You've later. You've never seen it. How do you know, you moron? You don't know. <laughs> I've seen it. It's enough. got Cusack and Beckinsale in it. How could it not be fantastic? <laughs> Sissy. <laughs> Jose in Tampa, you're in the hideout on Roll Radio. What's up, Jose? You ready? I'm ready. World is the final category, and it is yours. World of the day is multiple choice. A woman in England lost a legal battle forbidding her from doing what? Is it A, adopting a gay teenager, B, using frozen embryos, C, marrying another woman, or D, getting a sex change? Getting a sex change? No! Sorry, it was actually B, using frozen embryos. I guess she was going to get cancer in would not have had the ability to have kids, so her and her current mate at the time uh, made these frozen embryos, and then he broke off with her and said she can't use them anymore, and the court agreed with him. So what? now she's stuck. She can't have kids. So they were already uh, uh, fertilized and everything. Yeah, they were and, already uh, fertilized. And they, fro- and they had them frozen like they always do over here, and that's what the whole uh, stem cell thing is about, these frozen embryos, but she can't use them nope. because the guy... That she was with. Doesn't uh, want it to have a cancer mama? Yeah. Guess well, so. And he's, he doesn't want to have a kid around, and it's, I, I guess it's, would it makes be, sense. Would he be responsible for the kid if she croaks? I would I would think so. I mean, he is the biological father, as far as that goes. Yeah, but that's not even a real baby. Sure it is. Oh, yeah. and I guess I guess the embryos are probably now going to get destroyed. So I Why? That's another thing she was... Kind of upset about. I think after a certain period of time, when they sit in there, they got they, they'll destroy them. You can't do something with them. That's the whole thing. You can't use them for uh, stem cells. I'm talking about earrings. <laughs> Tennis bracelet. <man. laughs> Chalk. <laughs> you know something useful. That's horrible, Put an embryo dip in. <laughs> I wonder if there is a high factor to that. I mean, it is life. Candlestick holders. <laughs> Yeah, that's the next thing, smoking embryos. He's a silly putty. It's the chronic. It's a hideout. Hey, look, I got Dilbert on my uh, my embryo. You got embryo in my zygote, got zygote in my embryo. It's the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Hideout. It's the hideout. Stay tuned. Listen. The hideout. All right, Dubs, there are a lot of stories we weren't able to touch on during the hideout headlines game show. We want to run through uh, those with you real fast. So good, soda targeted in the fight against obesity. Um, complex uh, complexity causes uh, 50% of product returns. A couple of interesting things we want to run by you real fast. In Canyon at 8 o'clock, 
openly gay wrestler in the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Go back into the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. It's Monday night in the hideout. Coming up in just about five, seven minutes. We'll do Hey Hideout, your unscreened phone calls. If you want to go ahead and line those up on the board, then we'll get to Canyon. 407-916-1041, star-1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. Uh, Dubs, play the story real fast about the... Now, Frederick, Maryland is where you're from, right, uh, Matt Albert? Yeah, my uh, sister even went to that college. I'd never even heard of Hood College no. before. Yeah, it used to be an all-girls school. Oh. It, it's not like a community thing? It's a private one or something? Or yeah, it's private. Okay, play this one real fast. Play this news story, I guess, about this homecoming queen king. Oh, feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. It's, it's nice to know people actually like you. <laughs> Spoken like true royalty, except Jennifer Jones is Hood College's new homecoming king, and that's more than okay by her. I'm not really home so much of the uh, homecoming queen type. Uh, I'm not the uh, wrist, wrist, <laughs> elbow, elbow. <laughs> I've never been able, I've always worn just jeans, uh, like pants, sweatpants, relax. Well, most students seem Does she look like a lesbian? Supportive. Yeah. It's not traditional kingship, I guess. Uh, is she, does she have the spiky hair or anything? That is she? Here's it, what she is: frumpy, mm-hmm. flannel uh, dress, uh, t-shirts. She looks a little like Ice Cube to me. <laughs> is she a black girl? Yeah. I, okay. I could, I could see that. I could see the Ice Cube. She's got thing. that flared nose. Right. Yeah, it feels good to be a lesbian. <laughs> I guess for a woman to be, you I know, hear. that role. But uh, if she got the votes, like I said, it's fine. Not everyone's a loyal subject. Changing the homecoming court with the king is going to change it from now on and forever. Sarah Hashemzadi is on the homecoming committee. She's a great person. She she could have won on Queen's side. I don't I have no doubt about it. And, and I think that's the way it should have been. If she was going to win, she should have won as the queen. And, and because because she's a woman. Some weren't terribly surprised to hear a woman was crowned this year's king. After all, Hood College only went co-ed four years ago, and 89% of the senior class are women. Students were the ones who voted. Students were the ones who nominated. Director of Student Activities Don Miller says at the end of the day, it's the will of the people. I think it says that our students really are appreciative of the diversity that's at Hood. I think it says also that our students really are looking for student leaders. No one argues that Jones is undeserving. Active in sports and student government, she can now add to her list of accomplishments, homecoming king. Nancy Yamada, 9 News. All right, Matt, why would you leave Frederick, Maryland if you have an all-girls college right there in your neighborhood? And I've been in those dorms. What? Trust me. Why aren't you trolling it more often when you're out there? Well, it's hard to get into the dorms because, you know, they got it under lock and key. Why be in the dorms? You just walk around the campus. It's hard to get in there. You have to have, a, like, a pass. Your, your sister's alumni. Go to the bar across the street. She wouldn't allow me to get in there. I got in there when I was 12, and I was in awe just seeing like, girls in towels walking around from the shower to their room. Oh, my. I would, still I would, are. It was a I would paradise. Def- I would definitely hang out at those bars right around that college. Do they have them around there? There's, they like, a few. Yeah, exactly. There's not a whole lot of them. And the cops patrol those looking for the college girls. Well, Trust good. Me. So I know one. Well, you're yeah, you're uh, <laughs> your your cousin Jay the Dirty Cop. You're covered then. Yeah. You have no problem. You should have gone right alongs. Doing pat downs. You idiot. Um, Dubs. Apparently, one in every five cali- uh, calories in the American diet is liquid. Mm-hmm. The nation's single biggest food is soda. <laughs> and uh, apparently, what's going to go on now is um. They're starting to target soda in the fight against obesity. Good. 
you hear everybody, anybody who quits drinking soda, every time you see them lose weight. You know that it's a big factor of uh, how fat we are. All right, they're actually going to go to the point of maybe putting Surgeon General's warnings on the labels. I don't know if I like that, though. I mean, it does hold the the, uh, the sodas uh, accountable then, but that opens it up to a whole lot of things of uh, individual taxing on sodas and just all those kinds of stuff that could be very uh Yeah, they're talking about high, higher taxes, uh, restrictions on where and how it's sold. Then you're just going to have a bunch of smoking kids, fat, drinking soda at the corner at school, you know, sneaking <laughs> off. Instead of uh, smoking, they're going to be hanging out uh, against the brick wall. Dude, I got a cherry Coke right now. Let's go to the bridge. Got hey. a Coke. Hey, and you got a Pepsi? You want to do some Coke? It's actually Coke. <laughs> I got some Jolt. It's the good stuff. <laughs> what? Where'd you get Jolt? I got extra calorie Coke. I think this I got is a- from Mexico, man. I think, <laughs> I think this is a fantastic idea. I definitely think it's good, but I don't. I don't like the whole thing of individual taxes on it. I do. I don't. I don't drink it, so it doesn't really affect me. But I. I think it's just. Here's what I like. I don't think it should be sold in elementary or middle schools or high schools. I don't think it should be in the. Uh... Look, I will. I'll give teenagers. Nah, you're right. I don't even think it should be in high schools. I, it shouldn't be in the cafeterias for. For sure, you know. I mean, maybe... you could you could buy it at a Seven Eleven, this, that, and the other. But in school, when you're given the choice between water and Sprite, I told you I used to have a three Sprite a day minimum in middle school, where I spent my money on Sprites. That's oh, I, what I would get. I would drink a Mountain Dew nonstop in middle school and high school. But the thing is, I I think it shouldn't be sold like during the school day at like th- these different uh, cafeterias and everything. But if it's like an after-school activity, like a uh, like some kind of basketball game or something, I definitely think it should be for sale at like those tables. But during school, when school's going on, it shouldn't be a temptation for these kids. Well, why even have it there? I say you just leave it out of the school. A, there's adults there. Nah. They can they can drink a Pepsi if they want to. Maybe you can bring in your own sodas, but I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Um. So anyway, that's the new big thing. I know this. Five or have children, they're not gonna have. Uh, I'm not gonna let them have sodas. I mean, not I'll let them house. have one, and that's the other. I don't keep sodas in my uh, in my place. I think it's a completely different thing if it's like a treat when you guys go out to eat or something. Go ahead, order a coke. But having it readily available in every uh, every room in the house. Half of all malfunctioning products returned to stores by consumers are in full working order. But customers can't figure out how to operate the devices. <laughs> that has to be true. People are so stupid. Why would you buy an item that you know you don't really understand or you w- you wouldn't get full use out of it because you don't know how to put it together or function it when it's put together? A lot of it's the new electronics, MP3 players, home cinema sets, media centers, wireless audio systems. It's so And easy. consumers still find it hard to install and use them. Here's the thing. They make it easier and easier every year for you to use them. Like, there's a button you can press on almost all of these that have instructions that pop up for you. You don't even have to open, like, the uh, the package with all this stuff. You have to just learn how to turn it on, and it walks you through everything. The average consumer in the United States will struggle for 20 minutes to get a device working <laughs> before giving up the study found. Stupid iPod. All right, we're I'm just in. going back to the tape deck. Now here's the problem. I I think this all goes back to schools. 
where you're not taught to think critically. Yeah, there's no problem solving, really. You're taught on how to take a test. You can't... These things have instructions. Read the instructions, follow them, and you got it. And, they're, and the instruction booklets nowadays are infinitely smaller and easier. Like, I know this. When I bought my HP Media Series computer, mm-hmm. there was the big booklet, and then there was a color instruction booklet. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It, 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 they aren't even written out anymore. They have pictures showing you here. Uh, if you don't understand what we're saying, look at the picture. It's There's a big damn arrow to it. Speaking of consumers having problems with uh, new equipment, I would like to thank John Juan for fixing my Internet, finally. Finally, someone who is went to school for computers <laughs> came over to fix it for me, and it's finally working. What was the problem? I have no idea. It took an hour and a half, and he was... He went to school for computer science, and he was just doing was all Was the guy I called in yesterday? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad. Uh, if you would, let me know what happened, because I'm sure my chick would be interested in to know what it was. And uh, She tried to fix it. I'd there. like to apologize to Tommy. I wasn't able to fix his headphones. I know. All right. Hey, hideout, unscreened phone calls. we got people on the board. Stay there. Your phone call will get through. Anything else you want to go on about, uh, now's your time. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Hey, hideout, unscreened phone calls next on Real Radio 104.1. All right, time for your unscreened phone calls. Whatever you want to talk about in the hideout, now's your chance. Is Canyon here yet? He's on his way. I'll be in a few minutes. All right, so hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Coming up. I guess wrestling's first actively open gay wrestler? Yep. <laughs> He's your good friend, right, Tommy? Yep. <laughs> nice go show. way back. Uh, let's go to Jesse at UCF. You're in the hideout. What's up, Jesse? Hey, man. I was just calling you know, I know what they're talking about with that whole um, taking the thing back for um, not knowing how to use it or whatever. Right. Yeah, I bought this um, DVR thing. It's like TiVo, but you don't have the monthly payment. And, like, the instruction manual was like the yellow pages, man. I was about to take that fish and throw it in a river. I don't <laughs> know how many hours I spent on, on hold trying to figure it out, but, yeah, you know I, what I mean? And, and there's nothing, too, as a grown human being not being able to figure out a product that you've purchased and you're excited about using. Or if, like, you're put, trying to put together, like, your little brothers, or if you have a kid, their kid's, uh, th- their toy or something, and you can't figure out how to do that, and it's a child's thing, that e- that's even worse. Remember trying to put together uh, the, uh, what was it, a mousetrap game? And you just couldn't get it all to work? It was frustrating as all hell. The guy would never go into the bucket. You remember seeing your dad struggle over that stuff, too? Just no. crumpling it up, throwing it. Uh, your dad, <laughs> I don't remember seeing your dad, period. Yeah, your dad wasn't around, Matt. Sorry. And then how frustrated... Never even saw your dad drop off a check. <laughs> True. Just nail. And how pissed off your father would get. And then get mad at you. And you're like, what? I'm 12 years old. This is your job. I get pissed off at my girlfriend when I can't put together something. Just start throwing stuff. Hit her. Shut up. Shut up. See, I'm lucky. I got a chick who uh, smarted all that stuff. You do it. You program the universal remote. You 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 take care of this. Most of mine is like the big things, like uh, furniture or stuff like that. And like you you start at the wrong spot, so you have to take it all back apart. Yeah, Dubs put together my uh, desk that I have for my computer. <laughs> The bottom was upside down. I drilled holes into it <laughs> for the wheels, and we're like, and I turn around, I'm like, 
dude, there are holes on the other side. <laughs> I'm, I'm just using all my muscle driving these <laughs> these screws into it. All right, say hi to your screen phone call. Smack Daddy, what's up? How's it going today, guys? Hey, bro. Hey, I've been listening since 7 o'clock this morning, mm -hmm. and I have not heard one remark about that giant sign, and oh. I'm just itching to find out what the scuttlebutt is and if there was any whining about it, who was the biggest uh, whiner. Uh, the monsters brought it up briefly. Yeah, and I know I well I was in I was in that meeting all day, so yeah. I didn't hear any of the shows today. I was in that meeting all day. I was there with Russ and uh, yeah. Shannon before he came in to do his show. I guess there wasn't a big deal made of it, even though management got upset about the size of it. And you can see this ginormous sign that we have for the studio on the front page of the hideout section on RealRadio.fm. Uh, did you go see the uh, photo, Smack Danny? No, I'm, I'm, I saw the sign yesterday. I was at the studio there. Yeah, no, it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, here's the other thing, too. The sign is out of the uh, room. Like, yeah, it wasn't in here for everybody to really look at today. Yeah. Uh, apparently it was taken out, and I, maybe it was taken out with the monsters this morning. Like I said, I missed it. But well, I w if they, uh, if they uh, decide, like you said last night, maybe uh, take the sign home and you can uh, get a smaller one. If they ever fire you, you can take the sign with you. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. If we get fired or when we get fired, and mm -hmm. Dubs and I know, you know in this business, uh, you know, we're it's lucky. inevitable. Hey, we're lucky if we make it two years. Oh, we'll take it. You know, we're sneak it out in the middle of the night. I almost want to take it home on a vacation and just be like, this is how important I am. This sign is Look bigger. how big my name is. This sign is bigger than you, my little brothers, stacked on top of each other. CC and DC here in the hideout. What's up? I'm calling to ask J-Dubs why. Why, J-Dubs? Why what? Over a month ago, I IM'd J-Dubs asking about something, and he said... He'd have to look into it and do I am him the next day at the same time, and I did so. The next day came at the same time I am him, and no response was received by me. The next day, the same thing, no response. Over a month has gone by, and many unanswered I am's have gone out, and I'm just going to ask why. Doug? I have no answer for that. <laughs> I Are you don't want to say no. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, what? What is? By the he way, he wanted me to do a uh, one of us to do an interview on his internet radio show, I'll, I'll the Craig it. Coleman Show. Okay, I'll absolutely do an interview with Craig Coleman on the Craig Coleman Show in, in quotes. quotes dot com. I miss <laughs> I miss you, Craig. Uh, well, sure. When do you want to do it? Listen, any time is fine, but I, heard you I, had... I, I don't. I feel like I've been really, you know, I really put somebody off or something. I guess you, know? you, you, didn't put... Put, you didn't put me off. You just. Uh, uh... <laughs> oh, see, now you're, you're not being honest. Right uh, no, now. I, 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 I am. I am being honest. I'm. I was trying to ignore you, so I didn't have to say no. You didn't put me off. I wasn't upset with you at all. Dubs, Why would you feel like you couldn't say no? Do I? Feel I like no, 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 no. I just I don't like saying no to people. I, I Dubs, this is a it's CraigColeman.com. I believe no, is still the it's website. CraigColemanShow.com. CraigColemanShow.com. He's one of our friends from DC. I think one of the greatest callers in the history of the hideout, if not the greatest. Right after Cheeseface. And <laughs> he's number two. I uh yeah, I'll do an interview. Is it gonna be hard hitting? Because I don't like to answer a lot no, of questions. Oh, I said the dubs. Listen, I said we don't have to talk about anything you don't want to talk about. We don't have to go into any un 
unknown territory. That sounds just, great, uh, I talk because I'm good at interviewing people. It would be fun. No, I agree. And uh, he's like, you know, oh, sure, let me think about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're a dick. Tomorrow. And this is like a, a hundred IMs. I feel like it, an ass <laughs> because he can't say, hey, I'm not into it. I mean, that's, come on, you're in a, you're in a business. You're a professor. Just say something. I mean, come on. Even they I, well, I am in the business, but I am not a professional. I'll, <laughs> and, and I'll admit to that right now. And he doesn't get invited to the meetings. Craig, I will do it. But, but I also I want to find why I mean what what's wrong with Jesus? No, I, I'll do it. I right, <laughs> back me into a corner. You put me on the air. All, All right. right. All right, then I'm out, Craig. You got Dubs. You got the real star of the show. Now, but Dubs, I gotta ask you, why doesn't Hefe want to do it? I just told you. <laughs> oh, you're an ass. All right, CraigColemanShow.com. We'll talk to you, Craig. Good to have you back. Oh man, that guy's fantastic. Uh, Christina, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. Hey, hideout. What's up, Christina? Hey guys, nothing much. Um, I was just listening to the show and I've been listening for a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. and I was just playing The Sims 2 on my computer and heard you guys talking about, um, earlier with like the lesbian prom queen and everything. So I thought this might fit. Did you know that your Sims can be lesbians? Oh, really? I didn't know yes. that. Oh, wait, yeah, I have played The Sims before and you can make them kiss other uh, girls and everything. No, I, but no. you, you'll get like, uh, smacked in the face sometimes. Oh, no, no. I had mine on free play, and they just won at it all on their own. And I was just like, oh, my God. I, I didn't realize that uh, you can make computer games be lesbian. Mm-hmm. Hot, huh? If only you do that to, like, real chicks. Well, you can. Why would you want to Go make to a, any... a real chick a lesbian? Yeah. Go to any to college. Watch. That's a waste. Well, look at you. It's not, you're not getting any action out of it. So why make them a lesbian? You could you could have had so many girls if you went over to that all-girls college that you were living by. Instead, you're hanging out of uh, the limited two. <laughs> Listen to MC Hammer. Carl in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Carl? Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. Hey, you know what pitiful is? What? When, when, you're, when you're Matt Albert and you can't even charm the panties off a 17-year-old. Yeah. Um, have you talked to Jill Bate at all lately, Matt Albert? Have you talked to her and you know seen how everything's going on? And No. Do you want me to ask her? I think I see her online right now. Go ahead. Have fun. Uh, hideout, you're on the air. Who is this? Hefe Dubs, Bill Milliken, Baptist P.I. How you doing? How's it going, Bill? Quick hypothetical question sure. for you. All righty. If a radio host goes on the Internet for an interview and nobody hears it, <laughs> oh, come on. he's still doing interviews. Oh, come on, Bill. CraigColemanShow.com is fantastic. Who? All right. Thank you, Bill. I think someone took offense to the greatest caller in the history of the hideout. Your 17-year-old uh, girlfriend says... You tried to talk. She tried to talk to you last night, but you wouldn't answer. You got the Craig Coleman. You gave her the Craig Coleman treatment. Yeah, she said, "Want to play Boggle?" I'm like, mm -mm. no, I don't. I don't want to show her. <laughs> I'm uh, playing Boggle with you. Right, you know what? Great, hey hideout. Kudos. Good to have some old favorites back here in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout. Real Radio 104.1, half and dubs on a Tuesday night. 407 888-978-1041, and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Um, J-Dubs, Sunday night, we were at the uh, World uh, Wrestling Legends event over at the Hard Rock Live. Mm-hmm. Had a fantastic time, watched our boy uh, Triple R uh, wrestle against the Blue Meanie uh, with Johnny B. Bad 
And Norman Smiley. And Norman Smiley. And uh, we had a fantastic time over there. Um, also there was Chris Canyon, former WCW US champion, former WWE tag team champion, former WCW tag team champion. Now, I had a... I, this is going to be a very long, interesting story. Yes. Okay. Okay, thanks for coming in, Canyon. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the way, Canyon is here now. Let's welcome Canyon into the hideout. How you doing, buddy? I think I, I definitely think the Canyon uh, uh, Diamond Dallas Page match stole the show that night. Oh, it was fantastic. It was, that, ain't, that ain't what the internet say. No. Really? No, they liked uh, Vampiro and uh, really Carlito Colon's brother Eddie. There was there were some good parts of that match, but overall I thought it was which one was that one? Vampiro, uh, the, the fake Mexican yeah, guy, yeah, painted face, dreadlocks, the liar, kiss wannabe. Oh, the ICP guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't one bad, but I like I like the uh, the the story. Uh, the uh... a lot of the internet fans don't like Diamond Dallas Page, so oh really? I'm not put it over, you know? Okay, so here's this. Let me let me give a little backstory. So Tommy Bateman is our producer. And he's hot. Director. Stop. <laughs> Agreed. So, True. Bateman, who says he's practically a male model, this, that, and the other. Uh, one of the reasons we brought him into the hideout is because he said he had done a lot of work doing various writing, this, that, and the other. And they had a really good friend by the name of Canyon uh, who wrestled that he had helped along with some storylines, this, that, whatever. I don't know. But I know that Tommy would always talk about his wrestling buddy. Canyon. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, Canyon. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know anything about wrestling. I've just really started to learn it. And I had a, I had a fantastic time on Sunday. Oh, cool. Uh, but I know that Dubs is huge into it. Matt Albert is just huge, but he likes it. Matt, Matt is huge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> in, huge into it. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Tommy, obviously. So Tommy kept telling me about Canyon, Canyon, Canyon. Well, then the rumors start circulating, what, about three weeks ago? Yeah, about a month ago, right around yeah, that. It was uh, February 4th in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, where I came out. Kind of came out up there, and then I backed out because I was nervous. Uh, you got nervous about no, it. No, I wasn't nervous. You are incredibly nervous in here right no. now. You you cannot. He's brought in magazines. He's, he's shuffling a, everything. In he's, front of he's got his belt here. He's yep, uh, the GSBLT division. <laughs> he's looking through the dictionary. Now, um, here's the thing. We here in the hideout knew. Uh, is this okay to say, Tom? You're not going to get mad, are you? I, I don't know what you're going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> I guess you kind of came out to Tommy first, even earlier than that, because yeah. he's your friend. Well, I told, he probably figured it out, wow, I think probably, what was the time, about three years ago when we were making out? No. <laughs> <shut up>. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's about when he figured it out. All right. Yeah. It was either when the tongue was in the mouth. Oh, or shut up. up. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's just making. I think he married Kay. So yeah, Matt. He's the only one that can make these jokes. He's the only one that can't get beat up by Tommy. I know. Uh, that's so true. It's fantastic. We got. To, we can all run uh, smack about Tommy. So anyway. So we had actually known here in the hideout for a long time because of uh, you and Tommy being buddies. But we, you know, out of respect, we didn't say anything because I knew, you know, you. I'm sure you, you hadn't wanted... really come out publicly. And we're not, you know, we're very gay friendly here in the hideout. We're not the type of show to. Tommy's out very gay friendly. Shut yeah. up, <laughs> Tommy. When did I tell you? Do you remember? It was like in July. Wow. Because you said something about I know why I've been so like depressed lately. 
someone in my situation, and I said, what, rich and not having to work? And you go, no, gay and closeted, and then just kept talking like it was just nothing. Is that the, <laughs> is that the way you... Right, because here's the thing. First of all, uh, uh, Chris Canyon... Dot net is the website, uh, or at least is that the one that you're pushing now? Yeah, nah, I mean, uh, the website's cool, but the MySpace is so much better as far as interactive. And All right. It's, it's www.myspace.com backslash, I guess. Yeah. Chris Canyon, one word, C-H-R-I-S-K-A-N-Y-O-N. All right, so I'm, I've been trying to get on MySpace all day. For yeah, days. it's, it's, it's locked up right now. It's freaking out yeah, right now. because of me. Uh, Actually, that's funny. <laughs> Anytime I type in MySpace on any computer around the office here, it always yours always comes up. Mm. Uh, but Chris is uh, 6'3", about 245, so he's a very large man. And um, are you a very gay man? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if that's a fair question. I like penis. <laughs> I, isolate, I it. isolate it. Okay, now here's the thing. We've set the table, Chris. I want to come back and really discuss um, the ins and outs, if you will. Ooh, hey now. And, and, and kind of the business and what you've had to go through. I want to know what it was like for him, like, personally, being... Because here's the thing. You look at this. You look like a big biker. I mean, you... The, you He's were, a bear. Yeah, I technically in the business I get, or in not the, in the business, in the lifestyle. but in the lifestyle, you would be considered a bear. Well, take a break. No, I don't think that. He's not really hairy. Not really hairy, but I mean, what are you though? Is there a term for you? A forceful top. <laughs> the CFOTP. Oldest <laughs> fag on the planet. <laughs> we'll take a I break. Like penis. We'll come like back. Penis. We'll come back. Chris Canyon in the hideout uh, on Real Radio 104.1. Stay tuned to the hideout. The hideout. The hideout. Yeah. All right, Dubs, I got so many questions, I don't even know where to begin. We'll just roll with it. Apparently, Chris is here about having fun. He's brought magazines, mints, <laughs> condoms. All right, so it could tell it. It's going to turn into one hell of a time. We'll uh, take a break and come back. Any, I guess you want to take phone calls, too? Oh, yeah. Anything goes, I guess. Yes. Canyon next in the hideout on Real Open Radio 104.1. Tuesday night in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Joining us in studio, former WWE Tag Team Champion, Chris Canyon. And uh, Chris officially, officially came out of the closet Sunday, right, at the uh, Hard Rock here in Orlando, mm-hmm. at the World Wrestling uh, Legends. Look for that when it pops up on pay-per-view. Yeah, I think uh, someone told me today on MySpace, April 29th, but I'm not positive. It could be on the uh, on the, on the uh, pay-per-view. So, I mean, let me ask you this, Chris. You're 6'3", you've been, you've been in professional wrestling, you've been an athlete uh, your whole life. When did you know? I mean, what was your first inkling? I mean, did you, was it one of these things where you always kind of knew, or and you've been kind of hiding it? I mean, what is it? Uh, where did that come from? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the big argument in, in, in as far as homosexuality. Is it nurture versus nature? I mean, are you born that way, or mm-hmm. do you kind of decide? Well, I don't think decide. I mean, I don't know who would decide to be gay. I mean, it hasn't been easy, I'll tell you that much. Um, I could trace it back to when I was like six. Uh my, my, I had a friend of my brother's who was just really good looking. I remember just always wanting to be around him. I mean, I, I, at that age, at the age of six, you're not sexual. You don't think sexually. Mm-hmm. But I was obsessed with this kid, and I could not be around him enough. And it just it wasn't a friendship because he wasn't my age. He was three years older than me. And um, I just wanted to be around him. I just like felt an energy off him, or I just felt good being around him. Right. But I didn't know at the time that it was sexual. And then around when I hit puberty, when you hit puberty, you start thinking sexually. 
and I realized that I'm attracted to girls. I mean, I'm not attracted to girls. I'm attracted physically and sexually to dudes. And um, it's, it's weird when you're 11 years old. I mean, that's overwhelming, you know, and I was 11 in 81. I was born 1970. And um, 81, it was not cool or hip to be gay. No. Mm-hmm. There was no Brokeback Mountain in 1981. No, not at all. In fact, uh, Reagan... I wish I know how to quit you. Reagan was very uh, kind of anti... Well, Republicans are idiots. I'll agree. Uh, you're not going to get an argument. Uh, and I'll tell you, when it, it got better when Clinton took office. When right. Clinton got in, that's when it started getting a little easier. And Bush now is an idiot. So Both Bush is where it is. When was your first time you decided to act on your feelings? When I saw Tommy. <laughs> no, I'm looking. Um, I hate you. <laughs> now, here's the thing. All right, I'm, not, all right, I'm wondering, Dubs, do we even go into the Tommy Bateman? Mine? Is it worth it? Why not? <laughs> All right, hold, I'm going to write this down. If Ugh. we're feeling, maybe with Chris around, we can go into it. <laughs> and we'll feel comfortable. Because I have... Well, he had me fooled for years, because we even fought over a girl at one point. I have thought... I, that's, that's in his own mind. I no, really, it's I'm not. Pissed, I don't remember that. Daphne. You don't remember... I said she was good looking. No, no. I said, I really want her. You go, no, I want her. You got <laughs> angry with me. I might have said that. And, I, I, he, and yeah, you were might. touching that... that this say, is why uh, they're, that, while they're dry humping. Under, <laughs> under, you, you're Daphne tonight. See, no, he, you're Daphne. Yeah, he said that was a fight over Daphne. That was actually a lover's quarrel we had nice. with Daphne. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the underage girl in the uh, uh, sauna with you that day. Daphne huh? was code for Carl's penis. <laughs> so, And boy, did we both want that. <laughs> so anyway, all right, so Chris, that is a good question. When did you decide to act on it? Um, just consciously decide, okay, I'm going to act on it. And how do you choose someone to act on it with if you're like... You're kind of in the public eye. i got to have this on the down low. I mean, you were the epitome of it's, it's got to be on the down low. Well, I, I, I acted on it way before I got into wrestling. Okay. So it wasn't about being on the down low. I mean, you're still on the down low. Right. But uh, to be honest with you, I was 11 years old, and uh, I'm telling you, man, you, you start convincing yourself of weird, weird stuff. Um... You're 11. I mean, you have the you know president pretty much anti-gay at the time. Uh, you know, I, I was a Catholic. I was an altar boy. I was never. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, when I came out to my parents last Christmas, one of the first things they asked me was, "Did any of the priests do anything?" And wow. No, they didn't. they didn't. Okay. I had my doubts about a few of them, and I'll tell. I'll be honest with you. One of them, like a bunch of the, you know, a bunch of my friends hung out with this one priest, and you know, he would spank us, which was weird anyway. <laughs> and I'm not kidding, man. When he spanked, he'd do this. Oh, I slap, So, but other than that, he didn't man. lose a pinky. <laughs> oh, I lost my ring. <laughs> Talking to Chris Cannon, former WCW tag team champion, just came out of the closet officially publicly Sunday, right here in Orlando. He's a buddy of Tommy's. He's uh, this is the first radio interview. He says he's talking to. Uh, um, USA Today. USA Today. Tomorrow or tonight, possibly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we appreciate... All right, so right, did you ever... What age did you finally do the first uh, gay act? Well, at 11, like I said, you have all... You have the president telling you it's wrong. You have all your peers, all your friends calling other guys faggots, queer, whatever, when mm-hmm. they want to insult them. I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, you're, you're 11 years old and saying, wow, I'm, I'm one of these things that we're... You know, we're, we're using this term as an insult, and I'm actually one of them. And you're using it, too. I mean, that's... Mentally, you start really going through a lot. I mean, you're 11 years old, and, you know, I'm going through a Catholic school, and, you know, I got my teachers, and, and literally in church saying how it's an abomination, I'm going to burn in hell. And, man, you start wondering, man, am I really going to go to hell for something I didn't even choose? I'm only 11. I'm going to go to hell already? And uh, you start convincing yourself that you can, you know, you can get out of this. 
So uh, I said, screw it. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll find a girl. And I literally thought, man, as soon as you kiss a girl, that I, I figured somehow I convinced myself everybody starts out gay, and then when you kiss the girl, boom. Right. You're attracted to girls. You're no longer gay. You're going to literally see fireworks like you did on the Brady Bunch when Peter had his first kiss. Mm-hmm. And um, so I hooked up with this one girl, and I was 11 years old. And, and all my friends, we all played roller hockey. So we skated around the neighborhood. We never, we didn't walk. We never put mm-hmm. on shoes. We, you know, you got home from school, you put on your roller skates. And we just went out to stores and hung out and played arcade games and just skated everywhere. So I was with this girl one night, and um, I was real tall anyway. <laughs> So, and I was on my skate, so I was towering over this girl. And I hadn't made it out with her yet, but we agreed to start going out and seeing each other. So, she was up on, I made her stand up on the tur- on the curb, so we'd be a little bit more even. I still had to bend over. But I'm in the street, and I'm making out, and I'm like, all right, this can be it, man. I'm going to turn myself straight tonight. All right, so even at, a, at the age of 11, you're saying to yourself, oh, yeah. I'm going to make myself straight by sticking my tongue. Well, you don't know, no, no one sits down and tells you right. that, that, that ain't how it works. I'm like, well, maybe no one tells you that, you know, you, you're gay until you kiss a girl. So I guess when I kiss this girl, I'm going to see fireworks, and I'll be straight. And like it's some kind of uh, weird fairy tale where, you know, yeah. you kiss the frog and will, Exactly. I'll You're 11 you. years old. You have no idea. No one ever sits you down and tells you this stuff at 11. All right, my first kiss was this, with this chick named Jana. Mm-hmm. And I remember the very first time I ever kissed a girl. Uh, and this was two weeks ago? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, although, I'll tell you this, she could be a lesbian now. Uh, <laughs> I have dated one who did turn lesbian, both of them on the same softball team. Um, I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, But I may, I remember making out with her. And, like, being so physically excited at, mm-hmm. j- like, you know, ready to perform. How old are you? I, all right, now I'm going to sound like a loser. Uh, 16. <laughs> <laughs> I got a girl before you did. And I'm a homo. <laughs> well, you didn't like them, so there. So, but, um, but I remember being physically excited, like, you know, engorged. That Did that happen to you or no? Like, no. the first time you kissed a girl? Not at it all. It was nothing. It was just... No fireworks, nothing, no reaction down there at all. And um, she said, all right, you know, we kissed for a little bit, whatever. And she was like, all right, I got to go inside. And um, I started skating right down the middle of the street, and a block later, man, I just started bawling. Because all of a sudden I realized. You, you knew then. Yeah, at that point, at 11 year olds, I knew the rest of my life was going to be miserable. Oh. I knew it. I had to stop. Oh, my God. I had to stop God. skating because I, I started shaking and stuff. It was horrible. So for the next four months, I mean, literally, I couldn't sleep at night because I have you know, preachers telling me I'm going to hell. I don't know. There's nothing I can do. Did you consider suicide? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've actually attempted it. Alright, wow. wow. Alright, this is what drives me insane about these the system is set A-holes. Up. The society that's set up like this, an eleven year old kid, literally not a not a choice. No. The way no way. No way I will, I I will say this, and I and you may not agree with me. I believe the overwhelming majority of gay people uh are born that way. I will tell you that there are a few people, just like with any, who have chosen. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, those are the people who are held out as the example, mm-hmm. and not people like Chris Canyon here in the hideout, who literally was born that way, well, I, struggled know, with it the majority, I mean, all his life, essentially. I, I can't even tell you I was born that way, but, you know, I think it's like anything else. I think it's a, a, it's either some people, maybe 100% genetic. And that's very few. It's like anything else. Almost everything's a bell curve. So the picture, you know, if, you know, 100% genetic is on the far left, and that's very small, small amount of people. And on the far right is 100% choice. And most people are right in the middle. Combination of genetic, predis- pre- genetic predisposition and social influences, life influences. So I think, and my my brother pointed one out. I told my brother right after 9/11 about me, and uh, 
me and him were discussing it one day, and he said, he goes, I, th- I think some of these guys in the womb are supposed to be girls, and something happens where they develop a penis, but other than that, they're pretty much girls, and that's why they're gay, and those are the effeminate types. Right. Others, like me, I think I think I was born with some genetic predispositions. I'm a sensitive type of person. I, I'm very self-conscious. You know, so I, I'm born, I already have an older brother. Uh, when I'm born, he's three years old. I already see him as a baby, and you, your brain remembers everything. As a baby, I see something about my size, probably have some kind of physical and emotional connection to him because he's my brother. Even at that age, I think you know stuff like this. I see my brother getting a lot of attention from another male, my father, who's not giving it to me because I'm a baby. So he's playing with my brother because he can talk, he can play, he can show him sports. But I'm a baby, so I'm hanging out with mom. But I want that, even as an infant, you want that attention from everybody and everything around you. You sound like you're, you're really looking for as many answers as you can possibly I, get. I just, I've studied this for four years intensely. I've read up wanting on to it. Know, wanting to know why. Right, wanting we got, to know how, how it happens. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back uh, more with uh, Chris Canyon, uh, wrestler, gay man, here in the hideout <laughs> on Real Radio 104.1. Coming up next on the hideout. Uh, we can get into a little of this with Tommy. Uh, now, now that we've gotten the backstory about Chris and you know him coming out and like him coming to terms with it, I want to also now talk about what it's like or what it was like being in the world of professional wrestling. I'm sure there's just so many stories and what the future holds and why I think it's bright for uh, for Chris. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Tuesday night in the hideouts, Real Radio 104.1. Uh, joining us in studio, Chris Camion, uh, Chris Canyon, former WCW US champion, former WWE tag team champion, former WCW tag team champion. He's done a lot of other stuff too. Uh, worked uh, on the Jesse Ventura story as an actor and choreographer. Also ready to rumble as Oliver Platt's stunt double and choreographer. Um, trained Jay Leno. He uh, just came out of the closet officially. No, Jay Leno did? No, oh. you. You, um, on uh, Sunday here at the uh, World Wrestling uh, Legends, the show at the Hard Rock Live. So we talked about kind of your childhood and how you kind of came to realize that you were um, you were gay. Let's talk about it professionally now and being in, being an athlete. Were you, did you play other sports? I mean, I assume oh, yeah. you probably played football and things like that when you were coming up in high school and stuff, right? Um, I, I went to uh, Archbishop Malloy High School, all-boy Catholic high school. Good mm-hmm. choice. Lucky you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out well. <laughs> well. I'll tell you what, I actually came out in high school, too. I came out to a teacher. I came out to, it was run by Marist Brothers, whatever they are. I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're priests or what they are. But it was run by a group called the Marist Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's a big high school in New York City, uh, Catholic high school. Kenny Anderson, who became a fo- uh, basketball player, he was a year behind me, below me. And uh, he actually had a locker his freshman year above me, um, and I was underneath. Freshman is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, high now locker now below. it's getting weird. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it gay, Chris. Yeah, come on. It's not all about being gay. <laughs> he was the top, and I was on the bottom. What you I like penis. <laughs> was, uh, was that a soundbite for me already? Yeah, yeah. Like penis. we got that in the first thirty seconds, brother. I like penis. <laughs> so, all right. So, Chris. All right. So, let's just talk about. I mean, WWE, because I think that's, uh, or just like the wrestling, WCW, WWE. Um, well, you asked about my athletic back. I, I played roller hockey from the age of like eight on, uh, 
And then in my neighborhood, in, in New York City, it's different. You travel to get to your high school. It's not local. I had to take a, uh, two trains to get to my high school. So I went back to the neighborhood and played our sports in, in our parish, our local parish. And I played basketball, baseball, roller hockey. Uh, my, my high school did not have football or wrestling, the two things I wanted to do in high school. Uh, so by the time I got to college, I couldn't do either one because I, I knew to, you know, if I tried to wrestle in college, it'd kill me, and I just wasn't experienced enough that I never really played organized football. So I decided in, in college I played rugby and uh, just to help, you know, keep myself in shape and be around a, a lot of hot, sweaty guys. I mean, uh, <laughs> right. I know <laughs> Dub, I'm there. I know Dubs did it for the same reason in Fowlerville, Michigan. Uh, all right, now your MySpace is up now. I guess MySpace is back to work. And MySpace.com com slash Chris Canyon. That's uh, with a K. C-H-R-A-S-K-A-N-Y-O-N, one word. Um, so, in in the wrestling day, do you have any questions, Tommy? Because I've been, I mean, I know you have talked to him a lot. Is there anything that we should kind of get out there um, that maybe I'm not picking up on? Like, especially in the wrestling. Like, what was it like for you, I guess, to be closeted in professional wrestling? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I knew from the age of 14 this is what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go to college. My parents made me. They, at the age of 18, they said you can... I said, I don't want to go to college. I'm, I'm never going to use it. I don't want to do it. And they said, well, at the age of 18, you can either move out and live on your own, or we'll pay for four years of college. So I was like, I'll just, you know, I, went, I ended up going up to a University of Buffalo with my best friend. My best friend was an, a year older than I was. So he had already gone there the year before I graduated high school. So I said, I'll just take a four-year vacation, go play rugby, hang out with my best friend for four years. I studied physical therapy. I actually ended up doing that for three years after college um, and, and wrestled part-time. But, uh, you know, I knew from the age of 14 I wanted to wrestle, and when I was 21, I actually found a school in Manhattan, and I was doing a senior internship uh, as a physical therapist at the Rusk Institute in NYU in New York City, and that's when I found a school. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man, I was kind of afraid. You know, I, I thought, you know, how can I be in the wrestling ring and rolling around? If I'm out there with a hot guy, you know, I was afraid this might become sexual. You know, it wasn't why I wanted to do it, I don't think, but I was afraid that I would get excited out there, and I called around. <laughs> I Did you tape it down or something to make <laughs> I, sure that didn't happen? Or? Kid, I called doctors and asked them, but I had to come up with a story. I didn't want to tell them I'm going to be a wrestler and I'm afraid. I just said this. I, t- I called up a doctor and I said uh, that, I, that I'm a professional dancer and I'm dancing with this really hot girl I really like. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm in tight leotards and I'm afraid. And he told me to take something called a saltpeter. So I ended up ordering a saltpeter from uh, the medical supply thing. And... uh you know, it didn't work. I mean, I, you know, at, if, dude, I, at 18, or at that point I was 21. At 21, I don't care what you take. That thing, you know, yeah. Yeah. you're excited. It's going to get hard. Right. So, <laughs> so did it Did it ever? Never. I'll tell you what, man, I, and I thought it would, but, uh, man, you're, you're in front of a crowd. You're, and, part, and it's part of it you're performing. You're yeah, performing you're, in front of people. The last thing you want to do is look bad, and I don't mean about that. I mean, you don't want to mess up. I mean, it's a routine. You've got to memorize what you're doing out there. It's like... It's like memorizing a 20-minute dance. It's, not it's, dance. It, it's so intense, and there, there's so much going on that you can't even think about getting excited. The, the last thing, the last thing you're thinking is sexuality. You know, and you're paranoid. And you're living in, and I was depressed anyway. I mean, you, most gay, yeah, even today, man, and guys that are out and say they're accepting. A lot of gay guys are they're depressed. They're, they drink a lot. They do a lot of drugs. There's a lot of drugs in the gay world because they're hiding from something. They're hiding from the fact that they hate themselves. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1 with Chris Canyon uh, here in the Hideout. Um, so what about being in the WCW? What about being in the WWE? Um, did it, was it any difference, uh, as far as like hiding it? I mean, I know you're on the road and maybe there's some camaraderie. I would assume, you know, I don't know a whole lot about wrestling, but that's. Yeah. You're on the road with these people year long sometimes. And, you know, there has to be 
sometimes when you, you create a friendship. And did you ever really uh, express yourself to any Did anybody ever say, hey, dude, uh, oh, yeah. I've heard... Yep. Uh, I'm gonna out you, or I mean, any David of... Pinzer threatened to. <laughs> David Pinzer did pretty much. I told you well, what? Son of a bitch! Are you serious? I hate David Pinzer. And then he told me this story yesterday. All right, tell me about that. David Pinzer's a little I, jackass. I, I, did, I did confront David about this actually a couple of days ago at the at the, uh, the night before the the pay per view taping, and uh, he he denies it. He said it didn't happen, but uh, what happened was after WWE released me, they fired me. And we'll maybe get into why I think they might have fired me. All right. But um, after they fired me, Penz, I called Penzer and said, hey, David. Can, and Dave Penz is a, uh, a ring announcer. He was a ring announcer. Not a very good one. <laughs> yeah, we, we Tommy heard... badmouthed them all Sunday <laughs> we night. We heard him try to fill time in between. Oh, that's uh, uh, It was painful. <laughs> and... Uh, he, I, you know, he he would help get me some bookings, and he got me a booking up in in uh, Buffalo, New York, and it was a cheap one. Uh, my guess is Penzer was cutting money off the top. I mean, he's a little scroungy right, Jewish we, guy. We, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I that happens like that. You know, I don't know, know that. Get. I don't know that for certain. That's just uh, that, I don't know. I'm just saying. Grubby Penzer's little hands. Grubby, oh, David come Penzer's on, grubby that's little. not licensed for you. <laughs> he said it first. So. <laughs> So anyway, so he got me he got me this booking up in Buffalo, and I, I was going through serious serious suicidal depression at this point. I mean, I was on mm -hmm. the roof, of, I was literally on the roof of my parents' building, and uh, I, I, what happened? I got really really depressed. I, was, I live in Florida, I live in Clearwater Beach, and I was so depressed for like three months straight. I couldn't even get out of bed. I said, well, you know what? I'm going to go up to my parents' house in New York City, and there's no way I could act like that in front of my parents. You know, there's no way you could just lay around in your bed all day when your parents are around. But sure enough, within two weeks, I was you haven't met it. Matt Albert then. <laughs> <laughs> So I, uh, you know, after two weeks, I was doing it. And my parents came to me like, this is no way to live. What's going on? Why are you depressed? You know, and I couldn't even tell them. You know, I hadn't told them yet. And finally, they made me go see their doctor and their family doctor. And you know, I told them everything. I told them, uh, you know, about my, I had already tried to commit suicide uh, about a year before that. And, you know, that day that I went to see the doctor, I was actually on the roof of my parents' building. And I told him the whole story. And he said, dude, you have, you have, you have a choice, man. He goes, either you go check yourself into the hospital right now for depression but I had an HMO based out of Georgia, so because this country doesn't have national health care, because we got Republicans no, acting I, like jackasses. Agreed. We cover that already. <laughs> you know, I, I had an HMO based out of Georgia because it's all I could afford as an independent contractor, and um, you know, I wasn't covered in New York, and I'm not covered down here in Florida, so I'm off my pills right now because because of health care issues. And um, he said, either check yourself into the hospital right here in New York City right now, or you fly to Atlanta tomorrow and start getting treatment, or I'm gonna I'm gonna out you to your parents. And then the doctor threatened me. He goes, this is too serious. He goes, you're going to try to kill yourself. He goes, I have the right to tell your parents what's going on now. So, I mean, I, and I, I'm glad he did. And <laughs> the funny thing was, I told him, I said, well, I can't go. If this was on a Monday. I said, I don't want to go now because there's an Elton John concert on Wednesday. I was going to sing. <laughs> going to sing Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. I, I know. I can't. It was. I'm not kidding. It's a Radio City Music Hall in front, in front of a, a live symphony orchestra, and I always loved Elton. Anyway, and, I mean, so I guess I am definitely gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's not a stereotype. But, but then I had a, uh, you know, I had a wrestling match Friday in Buffalo that Penzer got me. So I told my doctor, I was like, well, I can't go because Elton on Wednesday in a wrestling match. He goes, my doctor straight up, he goes, <laughs> F Elton John, F wrestling, I want go to. now. <laughs> yeah. Without his wig. The, the funny thing is, after I told all my friends, you know, I came out this uh, Thanksgiving to everybody back in my neighborhood, and my friends were like, man, how could you not get us better tickets for Elton if you're gay? Huh. <laughs> so, uh, I, let me ask you. Now, uh, you came out to your family. You want me to do some karaoke? Later. Yeah, I love and, this song, too. And now you've like... When are you going to land? 
<laughs> Should I have stayed on the phone? Are you going to stop him? Should I have listened to my, my... All right, now he's rubbing himself. Hey, <laughs> seriously, turn that down. Who's fucking... Turn that on! Um, <laughs> you know what that song's about? No. You ever listen to the words? No, I'm straight. It's about a young guy who becomes... Listen, I'm not a present for your friends to open. This boy's too young to be singing the blues. Mm. I was talking about a young guy hooking up with an old dude. And the old dude just shopping him around to his friends. Oh, wow. Do you wow. people not listen to lyrics? <laughs> no. I, I, I scream this song out my window when I'm driving. <laughs> how, okay. how do I feel now? You're okay. I'm just yelling at dudes. Yeah. All right, now let me ask you. I'm not your present. How are you feeling now? You seem... I'm feeling like this guy behind me is gay, too, if you like something. Oh, please. We have so many uh, thoughts in, uh, on his tendencies. Oh, how dare you? My gay is going crazy. How how? I be making love to a man. How fabulous do you feel now that you officially kind of come out in all phases of your life? Do you feel better, less depressed? Did it help when you came out to your family? Now that you've come out like professionally, officially, how's that feeling? I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm not gonna sit there and tell everyone that's closet to come out because you know I wasn't ready three years ago. I wasn't ready five years ago. I had to go through serious, serious one-on-one. Counseling. I had to go through group therapy every day for four months for two and a half hours a day, every day. I mean, it was tough to come to terms with this. So I think if you come out before you're ready, I think you're maybe doing more problem, you know, damage than helping. But I, I think it's important to ultimately, and, and not just come out for the sake of coming out. You have to, there's a, there's a progress. You got to accept what you are, realize what you are, accept it, and, you know, literally get to the point where you literally do not care what other people think. It's easy to say that I don't care what he thinks, but if somebody says something that bothers you, then yeah, you do care. Mm-hmm. I'm to the point now, I don't, I re, you know, I do read what people say on my MySpace and stuff, and it's, I'm reading it now. A lot of it's inspirational, and some of it's hateful, but either way, it's, to me, it's comical. That's about them, it's not about me. That's their issue. What they write is about what they're feeling and thinking. It has nothing to do with me. Is it any easier than now that I, I don't go, hey, I bet that brother's some fag, cause, uh, the way he walked to the ring, <laughs> what do you think about that, Chris? I'm sure that probably helped a bit now that I, uh, I'll, say, hey. I'll, let me ask I'll you. I'll tell you what, the one good thing about gays, and, and, and we, we, we've been good about this, and, and, you know, I don't want to get racial or anything, but whites never took offense to anything. We never let cracker bother us, we never let honky bother us. It's the Why would it? You were in power. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But oh, the, they called me Cracker. Oh, I own you. Oh, but, you're but still living the, in the ghetto. <laughs> but even us, as gays, we're, we're still a minority in this country, and we're, we're you know, in many ways, not given the rights of other people. But we, I mean, we act like the words really hurt us, but they don't. We we use the terms to each other all the time. We take away the power of the term. That's the whole thing. I and think the same it, thing. I think it's really the, 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 the African Americans are starting Point to do it. Point eight Matt. Well, because the African Americans started doing it with the, you know, with the N word. Yeah, big um, time. But they put the A at the end and changed the word a little bit, and now it's cool. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Come back. All right, let's get into this. All right, two major things I still want to cover with Chris Canyon here on the Hunt Island World Radio. The Hideout Road Radio 104.1, back in the hideout. F.A. and Dubs with an exclusive, the first media interview with uh, the newly outed uh, Chris Canyon, former WCW U.S. champion, former WWE tag team champion. First openly gay active pro athlete in this country, in my opinion. I mean, uh, that's going to be argued because of athletics or sport or whatever. Well, here's one. Here's a guy who but wants to argue. No one's about been that. active and open at the same time. All right, Richard in Virginia has uh, disagrees with that. What's up, Richard? Hey, Dick. Hey, how you doing? All right, buddy. Hey, this is Victor Rook. I guess you got my name wrong. It's not Richard. It's Victor. Oh, Victor. Okay, Anyways, sorry. Oh, I know. Chris, I'm glad I'm finally hearing your voice. You sound like a really great guy. 
Um, what you don't know is that not only did I produce the documentary on Simon Sermon, but I'm also producing a bigger documentary that talks about a lot of the things that you've talked about, about homophobia in sports and homoeroticism. From the past What's your years. background? What's my background? I'm a yeah. filmmaker. Okay. Are, yeah, you, uh, are you gay? Yep. Shocker. You can tell by your voice. What the hell? You had to ask. <laughs> you can tell by Simon's well, you know, voice. Fun, the funny thing is, what I've learned in making Stronghold, the other documentary, is that we try to label ourselves, and the problem with labeling, especially in pro wrestling, is that people hear gay and they expect someone to be flamboyant. So I've done a lot of research and talked to psychologists and people on the streets and just like 200 wrestlers and pro freestyle jiu-jitsu and all that stuff to find out perceptions and why, as young boys, you know, we like to roll around and sometimes you get turned on or whatever and you don't understand it. Yeah, we went through that. You got a question for, uh, for Chris? Well, what I want, what I want Chris and don't to, plug your to talk documentaries. about is that he knows Simon Sermon. And I was An independent there, wrestler, yeah, I know. I interviewed Adrian Street down there as well. Who's Street, by the way? Excuse me? Adrian Street, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Not Adrian Street. Okay. And, uh, I it sounds like you're trying to rain on uh, Chris's parade here. Oh, dude! Ever since I came clean with you, this. into that? <laughs> Yellow. He's hey, been all over. Hey, hey, wait! He, no, no, no one's raining on anyone's right, parade. Shut up! Shut up! He's been all over my MySpace account, and I never took a single thing off. He plugs his dopey documentaries. I never took it off. You know, I, 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 Chris, I, I believe in freedom of speech. I believe very in not. Good, Chris, all right, but shut you up! Know what? Shut up before I hang up on you, jackass. Um, I believe in freedom of speech. I believe in not editing anyone out, so I, I left it up there. But the bottom line is, you know, you want to say Simon Simon's the first openly gay pro wrestler, whatever. He's not a professional wrestler. He's an independent wrestler. He does it as a hobby on weekends. It's a huge, even, that is a, a huge contract. difference. Than, Chris, you don't even have a contract. I've been doing it for 14 WWE. years. You're not even a pro wrestler uh, been, according to your own definition. I, come again? You're not even a pro wrestler according to your definition. Are you I've been on two. I, I, I take two national pay per views in the last four months. How many national pay per views has Simon Sermon been on? How many? How does Simon Sermon? It doesn't matter. Victor, if you're on shut TV. your. Shut All your, right, I got the, sick of Victor. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, let me, let me I, I have heard about the because I, I did a little research. His guy's an independent. His guy's an independent guy, and yeah, he does it. But I'll tell you what, he, he says he's shattering the image. I'll tell you what, you meet Simon Simon before you he, before he opens his mouth, you know he's gay. So he's not shattering anything. If anything, he's progressing homophobic. He, he's progressing the homo uh, homophobic stereotypical reactions right. because he looks and acts very gay. Uh, yeah, he's an independent guy who told the crowd, I guess the little crowd. He, I don't think he's ever worked in front of more than a hundred people in Georgia. And he's an independent guy. He has a real job. He does it on weekends as a hobby. I mean, that's like saying a guy who does... Uh, I'll give you an example. I play in a men's baseball league on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, now, if they pay you $50 every weekend to pay, would that make you a professional baseball player? I say no. Even if you're getting paid, doesn't make you a professional. Well, by, by, my, my definition of professional wrestler is if you make your full-time living, and the only way I've made a dime for myself in the last 10 years is through professional wrestling. I have not had another job since 1995 other than pro wrestling. Or if you've ever signed a contract with a major company, you're a professional wrestler. Here, let, let me tell you one thing real fast, why I think that uh, Victor guy's a dick. Because, and I'll be honest with you, it's so funny how, I mean, here this is good regardless. If you're a gay man, if, you're, if you report to uh, say that this is positive for gay people, you know what I mean? Instead of running Chris down for not being the first, you should be like, this is fantastic. He's, trying, he's trying to sell his documentary. That's all he doesn't, care, he got, about, he doesn't, know, he care, got, he doesn't he, care about the cause. He doesn't care about Simon Sermon. He cares about his wallet. Right, and yeah. I haven't made a dime off this yet. 
I haven't made a dime off coming out, and that's what one thinks I'm trying to do. That ain't what I'm trying yeah, to do. I did read a, a lot of the the, uh, the pro wrestling journalists and everything. Uh, some of them that you may have emailed or something, and they they said that uh, you know you were just looking for attention, yeah. looking for this, looking for that. They all said it was fake and it was a scam and it's a publicity ploy. And now that I'm actively openly gay. How many of them do you think are going to apologize? How many can say, you know what, we reported that it was a scam and that this was a publicity stunt? None of them are going to go back and say, you know what, we reported that it was a scam and a publicity stunt. No we retractions. Were wrong. We were sorry. Not a one. I guarantee it. If you, if you order the Pro Wrestling Torch, if you read the Pro Wrestling Torch and you're a fan of mine, don't be a fan of mine no more. Stop reading that crap because it, it's, it's poor journalism. If you want to get the inside scoop on wrestling, Dave Meltz's Observer newsletter or Brian Alvarez fed you for weekly, the Pro Wrestling Torch does not... Investigate their facts. They have the work. They're not even journalists. They're a bunch of kids that put out something they try to call a newsletter. It's 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 like the National Enquirer of wrestling. It's horrible. Uh, Canyon, Chris Canyon, in here in the hideout on Rural Radio 104.1. All right, let's talk about the WWE. First of all, uh, you're doing good, dude. I, now he's I, here's the thing. I want to talk a little behind the scenes right now, even mm-hmm. though it's radio, because this to me is the most interesting thing that I've ever seen in all my years doing broadcasting. Really, Chris is in here, and he has, I'm not kidding you, 15 magazines, 13 notebooks, uh, about five cases of mints. Uh, he's got coffee. He's got notes. He's uh, he's doing a whole thing, and um, he's got DVDs. He's got, got DVDs. I mean, he's he's active. He's very. He's oh, right God. now. He's touching himself. Giant Brian, all of a sudden. <laughs> the, 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 all right. So anyway, I just want to set that. Now let's talk about the WWE. Okay, do you believe? And I don't know a lot about the the, the background, but I'm just looking over your uh, your comments on MySpace. Uh, by the way, MySpace.com/slash/ChrisCanyon. Uh, do you think you were fired? Do you think? Not alleging, not saying that Vince McMahon or anybody fired you because you're gay, but do you think that you were let go because uh, people caught wind of the fact that you like dudes? <laughs> I got injured in 2001, uh, a few eight months or so after I got hired there. Um, bad knee injury, tore out my ACL, got that repaired. When I was recovering from that, I, I got a shoulder infection. Um, you can still see the scar right here. I think it's on my website, too, pictures of that, uh, chriscanyon.net. Um, during that recovery period, during that year that I was recovering from my injuries, I did start telling some of the wrestlers that I thought about going national as the first openly gay pro athlete in the country. And I, I was, in, you know, I'm an independent contractor. As a pro wrestler, you're an independent contractor. You're not an employee of Vince McMahon. Right. You're not an employee of Time Warner, AOL, uh, WCW, whatever. You're independent contractors. So I could do it on my own. There was nothing they could do. Well, I think when got back to Vince, I told I told enough of the. Who'd wrestlers. you tell? I don't. I can't do that. They still a lot of them still working up there. I told a lot of the wrestlers, and let, next thing I knew, more wrestlers than I had told knew about it. People in the office knew about it. Anyway, I mean, I'm not going to say they fired me because of that, but I'll give you the facts as they are. My first appearance back on UPN SmackDown after that year injury, this is what they did. They built a wooden closet in the ring, dressed me up as Boy George, a known homosexual, had me come out of the ring, and this is, this is documented. Anybody watches wrestling know I did this, and this was my first appearance after the injury. He had me dress up, as, and I fought this. I didn't want to do it. Made me dress up as Boy George, come out singing, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I can sing it. And then they had The Undertaker beat the crap out of me with a chair, with, in my opinion, the hardest chair shot in the history of pro wrestling. So hard that if you watch the tape now, 
that sells it huge. Says, oh my God, he just took his head off. When I watched it that following Thursday, because we tape it on Tuesday, when I watched it on Thursday, they cut it. So as he's swinging, they cut the camera angles. So you can barely see that he actually hit me. So I went to Taz the following week. I said, Taz, why'd they cut that? Why'd they, why'd they edit it the way they did? He said, in the production meeting, said, Vince said it was so violent that UPN would freak out. We had to edit it so it didn't look as bad as it really was. So basically it was a stage gay bashing. That's what I thought. Essentially. I, That's I, what personally it took like. it, I personally took it as, if you do this on your own, we're going to beat the crap out of you week in and week out and embarrass the hell out of you. That's, that's how I took it. That's like having me wear a suit, sing Mr. Bojangles, and Would have you? Dubs whip me. That's actually, we have that plan for a live gig. Oh, so damn it. I don't want you Dubs to... can whip me anytime he wants. <laughs> nice. Hey, I take any uh, compliment. I say this. <laughs> yeah, I'm first, going gay. First slow dance for Canyon, uh, officially out with J-Dubs. If it's the Yellow Brick Road. Do you give him a hideout hummer. Alright, so, with that being said... Um, like, but like I said, man, facts are the facts. Any wrestling historian can go back and pull up the records. My first appearance on SmackDown after a year of injuries, and a lot of other guys, and I'm not saying I was a megastar, but I was the second person in the history of this business to hold the WCW and WWE tag, uh, title at the same time. Uh, X-Pac was first. A week later, I did it. Me and Diamond Dallas Page were only two, uh, we're one of three tag teams to hold the WCW version, AOL Time Warner version of the WCW tag belts. And the WWE tag belts. So, you know, I've, I've accomplished a lot in this business. When I have an injury, you know, a lot of guys in WWE, when they get injured, or WWF back then, when they're injured, when they come back, they build it up. They make it something big and special. When I came back, they did that and then put me on Velocity, their B-rate show, and then they fired me. More like D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But, on. hey, I'm not making any accusations. I'm just reporting the facts as they happen. So do you think you have a lawsuit? Do you, I mean, given those facts... Oh, you don't want to, can't answer that? Um, your boys are telling you not to answer. <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble. No. We're hey, on your side. Hey, all I'm saying is the facts, and those are the facts the way they are. Anyone who follows wrestling, anyone that wants to pull up Observer, you know, WrestlingObserver.com, whatever, and find the facts, find the reports or whatever, uh, that's what happened. Let me ask you this. That's thing. it. Would you be willing to go back and work in the WWE given... Uh, this, given maybe the history, or maybe, you know, it looked suspicious when you were going out. Now, because you're going to get a lot of heat. I mean, you got the, uh, apparently an interview with USA Today. I'm sure you're going to be all over the place, and thank you for coming into the hideout for the first, you know, exclusive here. But, do you think you would go back to the WWE? Uh, and if so, under what circumstances? Here's what I want you to do. I want you, we're going to take a break. I want you to think about it. Because we're running late. I'll sit here and talk to him all day. Yeah. This is fascinating. As long as you want to, bro. And you would never guess he's gay just by the way he dresses. He just dresses like, you know, Matt Albert over yeah, there. You would never... What's it, wrong with me? T-shirt. Screw you. Yeah, Apparently Matt, he dressed gay. Um, <laughs> Can I wear mesh shorts out to the club? <laughs> I'm telling you... Is there any way... I look, guarantee you Tommy's bisexual. No, I'm not, you right, son hold, of a hold bitch. Hold on, hold on. We need to get into that. We actually... I want to talk about that. I, I guarantee you, you bring Tommy in the studio... I will kill five you. five minutes with him. I guarantee I can get him excited. I will do that next. <laughs> no. So hide out, Real Radio 104.1. Hide out. And we'll take phone calls. People are actually lining up. They want to ask some questions. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. We'll push back the hideout door price blowout. We got an exclusive, man. This guy's, uh, it's gonna be very, it's already big news. It's gonna be even bigger. Talking to Chris Canyon, myspace.com slash Chris Canyon or chriscanyon.net, openly gay wrestler. It's 
the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's Tuesday night in the Hideout. We oh. make, I'm going to say we're going to go a while with this because yeah. we've got Chris Canyon here in studio. Just came out of the closet. Uh, former WCW US champion, former WWE and WCW tag team champion. Um, if you got questions for him, we'll take a couple phone calls real fast, and then we'll, I did. I got so many. Or here's so many things. I just asked him if we'd go back and work with the WWE. All right, let's answer that first. Otherwise, I'll forget. Mm-hmm. Would you go back to the WWE, considering the circumstances in which you were let go the first time? Is that something you would consider? Is it something you think they'd even consider? Huh. And would it have to be under the right circumstances where you're not going to go back playing a flamer? You want to go back. As Chris Canyon. Ultimately, you're an independent contractor no matter what. So Vince could ask me to do whatever he wants, but all I have to say is no. And then it's right. up to him to fire me or you know, let me go out and do what I want to do. Um, I, I've been in discussions with both TNA, uh, which Jeff Jarrett, Panda Energy, I don't know who owns that one. But they, they tape over every two weeks in oh, Orlando, yeah. Yeah, right here in Orlando at Universal Studios. I had discussions with him about coming in and doing this because um, I wanted to give them, you know, I thought TNA, I, I, to be honest with you, I thought TNA would jump on it. Uh, opportunity for national mainstream publicity, which they can't get. None of their wrestlers can get it. Um, this was an opportunity for them to get a wrestler who's under the contract to them, talk on USA Today, you know, I want to get on Howard Stern and Ellen DeGeneres and you know, you know, Good oh, Morning yeah. America. I want to be on Hide out first. And yeah, you guys first. got somehow because of Tommy, because Tommy wants, I mean, because to, I want to, I mean, because Tommy's a good friend of mine. <laughs> uh, somehow you guys got first. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I was shocked and I didn't jump on it. And and I'll tell you, and it, you know, I don't know why. I, I talked to Jeff when I when I gave Jeff the idea and said, Jeff, I'm, you know, I told him he didn't know I was gay, or at least acted like he didn't know. I said, Jeff Jarrett, I'm like, you know, I am openly gay. I was like, I'm coming out. You know, I came out to my family, and I'm I'm going to come out on a national scene. I'm like, if you want, I'll do it on your show. I was like, it's up to you, but you know, you'd have to hire me. You know, and I didn't even we didn't t- discuss money or anything. And his eyes lit up, and I told him, you know, and I said, there might there might be some proof. You know, I feel that there's a possibility Vince fired me because of this. I said, your company could look, you know, like the, the good guys in this by hiring the guy Vince fired because he was gay, possibly. Right. I, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was, I th- I'll be honest with you, I thought it was a no-brainer. And Jeff looked like he was really interested in it. And um, then he told me, he said, Universal Studios might have a problem with having an openly gay professional wrestler wrestling in their theme park. I, well, see, here's the thing, hmm. though. I couldn't imagine that because Universal, I mean, I'm sure they've done movies with gay themes. You would and, and then, and then, uh, I, I don't know. For some reason, to me, that didn't sound legit. I, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds. Who knows? Like... Maybe Jeff felt threatened. Maybe he doesn't want someone in the company getting mainstream publicity right. when he can't. I don't know why it was. Uh, then I talked to somebody within the company, and they told me that Spike TV is not cool with having a wrestler who every week would get homosexual, you know, homo chance or fag chance or whatever. That Spike TV doesn't want that on their airways. But either way, it comes down to, well, if those are the two reasons why I didn't get hired, it's anti-gay. They didn't want to hire me because I'm gay. Technically, Technically, it it is discrimination, right. So I don't know why they didn't want to do it. I'm shocked. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I'm going to push the hell out of that pay-per-view where I came out with, you know, DDP. Oh, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if we can get that pay-per-view to get a bigger buy rate than any TNA pay-per-view. Because that's one of my goals now. Mm. Since TNA, TNA... We were there. It was a great show. Yeah. I mean, it was a blast on on uh, Sunday. And TNA, it was funny. When I when I gave that idea to Jeff Jarrett, he's like, well, before he, before I gave him the idea, he said, I don't want to bring you in and beat you. He said, because then you won't be worth anything to us. He goes, you're, you're one of about six or eight guys we do want to bring in. He goes, but I don't want to bring you in every week, you know, even though you need the money. He said, I don't want to bring you in every week just to beat you, because then when we get the extra TV time and we want to do something good with you, you won't be worth as much. I was like, I agree with that. And that's why I said, well, do you have anything creative for me, any creative ideas? He said, no, why do you? 
And I said, yeah, I do. I want to be the first openly gay athlete in this country. Right. And that's when he was, you know, he was totally into it. And he told me, let me talk to Universal. I get a call a week later, and they say, we want you to come in and lose a three-minute match to Monty Brown. And I'm thinking, Jeff just told me a week ago he doesn't want to bring me in just to beat me. Right. I was like, well, you know, I'll do it, man, because it's national TV exposure. I'll do it. So I went there to do it, and then they tried to make me sign a contract, and it's on my MySpace account, the exact copy of the under a blog. Um, an exact copy. And that's uh, myspace.com slash Chris Canyon. An exact copy of the, this contract they tried to make me sign where I'd be signing away my merchandise right for the rest of my life. Where they by, by, they were going to pay me $500 for one match, lose a three-minute match to Monty Brown. That was the deal. Wow. By signing that piece of paper for the rest of my life, they could market my real name, my ring name, my ring persona, all my catchphrases. Wow. They could sell it to video games. They could make action figures and never have to pay me. Is it any coincidence that David Pinzer is now the ring announcer there? Oh, I wonder. Hmm. Wow. Pinzer. All right, so, that, so TNA seems like maybe they've burned that bridge to you. What about oh, WWE? Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. TNA's minor league anyway. They, 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 what are they drawing, point six? I think they're drawing a point six. Mm-hmm. I think infomercials draw, draw that much. Um, they, they Hide out when we first got here. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't take chances. I, I think it's a bunch of guys who just want to party every two weeks. So every two weeks they take the little trip that from Tennessee down to Florida, and wow. they do a bunch of whatever they do up in the room there. And, you know, that's all it is to them. They're afraid to take chances, I think. You know, the reason Eric Bischoff and WCW beat the WWE for 82 or 86 weeks in a row is because Eric Bischoff had balls, and he went after Vince McMahon, and he took chances, and he, he did stuff like hire Alex Luger right out from under Vince. He, he did stuff like took a Lundra Blaze and take the women's WWE championship on Nitro and throw it in the trash can. I mean, Eric Bischoff's a man. He took chances. Mm-hmm. TNA is... <laughs> they didn't want to use my ring name. They didn't want to use Chris Canyon because they were afraid of a lawsuit. I'm like, you guys, it's my name. I've been using it for 14 years. Right. I uh, will call you Chris K. It's safer. All right, do whatever you want, guys. What about WWE, though? Or you, want, you don't want to talk about that? No, I'll talk about it. Um, I've been in contact with WWE. I gave them this idea as well. Um, I spoke to Johnny Ace as recently as last week. I, I emailed uh, Stephanie McMahon. Uh, Vince's daughter. Let me get that email. That'd be great. <laughs> um, they were, they're, they're definitely more open to the idea, but uh, timing's everything. And uh, WrestleMania is coming up uh, April second, I believe, uh, their biggest pay per view of the year. Um, you know, and they're, they're trying to get a million buy rates. You know, a million buys, which would be huge for them. Um, I think they can do it. They have a good show. Uh, I, I think. You know, they, they just said it. I mean, do you feel like now is also a good time too, just because? The gay thing is more accepted with the broke back. I mean, I mean, you can't. Lo- I mean, you got to realize that some, you know, stereo or some barriers have been broken down very- via various things in the media. Will and Grace, broke back mountain. Uh, now you, do you think it's a good time now that maybe Vince broke back canyon <laughs> would be smart enough? I'm sure he hadn't heard that. Uh, that know what we new, should do? His we new finishing change. move. We, we, should, we should change my catchphrase to who gayer than Canyon. That's real innovative. <laughs> now, how many people tell me like that? That's big news. I'm like, yeah. I mean, but, it's pretty obvious that's what we're going to do. Do you, if you we think do it. that's. Do you think Vince will hop on who that? better than Canyon? I wish I know how to quit you. <laughs> I like penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we already have that forever. <laughs> um. Do you think that'll happen? Or you uh, not even want to speculate? No, I, I have no problem speculating. I, I, here's the thing, though. To me, uh, as an as a very passive re- wrestling watcher, 
It seems like the WWE is in a downturn right now. And I don't know. I, I, you, you, know don't, you don't have to come in because I know you're no, probably looking and angling I, at things. No, but I, I think their ratings are pretty strong. I, you know, if they it's, do, it's not the where it was. Yeah, it's not where it was three, four years ago. I don't they know need about a bump. That. I don't know about that. I mean, wrestling in general wasn't doing what we did during the Monday Night Wars. We were doing tens combined. Right. Between their product and our and WCW, we were combining for ten elevens. Man, that's ridiculous. Combined, we were beating Monday Night Football. If you combine WCW's ratings, WWE's ratings, we were beating Monday Night Football. No media outlet would give us credit. They said, I don't know why NFL and, and Monday Night Football is doing so poorly this year. <laughs> the facts were because wrestling was stealing the whole audience. We had 10, 11s. We had 11 million people watching our show, either WCW, WWE, or WWF at the time, every Monday night. That's I, think, why. I think it had a lot to do with competition back there and each per- person trying to beat each other, and it was really good for the business. Competition's always good for always business. Always good. Uh, but, let's, let's take a phone call real fast if we can. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more. Uh, David and Orlando have been waiting for like 30 minutes to get on. What's up, David? Hey, I just want to ask Kang about... I think it was about two, three years ago when they had the frozen two gay wrestlers. I would think it was Billy Gunn and I think Chuck Colombo. Chuck Colombo, yeah. How they, how they put, put it out and they had the gay wedding, supposedly, with Eric Bischoff and, and, and all that stuff. Okay. What's your question? Question is, how do you feel like, how do you portray that? I mean... Um, I thought they did an alright job. You know, they, they, and neither guy was comfortable with it. Every time they got on a, a mainstream outlet, and they got a lot of mainstream publicity with that. They won Howard Stern. I oh remember. yeah. I listened to them on Howard. I, I watched them on Good Morning America. I remember hearing that. But it was like, it was like, the first question on every appearance was, are you guys really gay? And they were quick to say, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. And then like the, the interview pretty much died at that point. It's like, oh, so it's just another wrestling character. This is lame. Right. You know, that's what a lot of mainstream took it as. Um, they weren't, I don't think either Chuck or, or Billy were that comfortable with the concept. And uh, I don't know if they angled to get out of it the way they did, but basically the way it played out is that Rico, their manager or publicist, whatever he played at the point, is the one that kind of convinced, storyline-wise, convinced them to do this to get publicity. And they were going to go right up, and then it's supposedly the night of the wedding, they were supposed to, you know, Rico was supposed to say, all right, now this is just a publicity stunt. Well, at the last minute, he wanted them to really go through with it. Like, no, no, do it. It'll be even better if you really do it. And they said, we ain't doing it. And that was the, that's the way it ended, and they said this was all about publicity. We're really two straight guys, and we did this for publicity. I mean, it's actually a pretty innovative way to get out of it. I mean, it was a shoot. I mean, they just went back right. to what it really was. It was just a publicity. I remember they were going to do that with, uh, what was it, Scotty Tuhati and Brian Christopher, like, years before. And I remember, right. uh, I'm also friends with, with Matt Hardy, who's, or unless I used to be anyway. Bragger. Ooh, what, what, come again? Ooh. I hate Did you. Did he? You're asking that? Wow. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> And uh, I remember he introduced me to the, the guy, Scotty Tuati, and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm, but you, you're glad Valentine's Day never happened for you, because they were supposed to get married on Valentine's Day, and then they recycled the angle. And he was really uncomfortable with having to even remotely... Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not too happy when they made me play a straight guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, that's part of the reason. All right, let's you play take... a great wrestling fan and ready to rumble, though, I'll tell you that, you... in the front row. Let's yeah. take a break, we'll come back. And uh, we'll uh, take more phone calls and begin to wrap this thing up with Chris Canyon here in the hideout. ChrisCanyon.net, MySpace.com slash Chris Canyon. Uh, just came out uh, officially, professionally. So what your first actively, first gay active athlete is what your... Uh, first openly gay active athlete in this country. All right, we'll take a break. Now, we'll come back. I guess Sh- Shannon Swoops or whatever, WNBA, she came out. But Cheryl I, Swoops. I, yeah, I think it would be bigger news if somebody in the WNBA said they were straight. <laughs> it's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> All right, welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. 407 916 1041 888 
Joining us in studio, been here for a little bit with us. And I had so many. I We were just about to wrap this thing up, and I had a couple more questions I wanted for uh, Chris Canyon. ChrisCanyon.net, MySpace.com, slash uh, Chris Canyon, former WCW US champion, former WWE WCW tag team champion. Just came out of the closet Sunday, the pay-per-view, uh, World Wrestling Legends pay-per-view. It's coming out, I think, late April. You'll be able to order it. And um, in studio with us, talking about a first interview, uh, I guess, about On being, a media outlet, yeah. Yeah, being openly gay, and we appreciate that. He's going to do some stuff at USA Today, and I'm sure he's going to get caught up and you know by the bigger media outlets. We appreciate him coming in here. Earlier we talked about David Pinzer. <laughs> now, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm new to the wrestling thing. I, I recognized him on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I knew that our uh, director, Tommy Bateman, was uh, yelling about how much he hated him <laughs> on uh, Sunday when we were at the pay-per-view. All you, night. You guys <laughs> were running him down earlier, and Canyon talked about a story about Pinzer maybe uh, double-crossing him, quite possibly. Joining us on the phone in the hotline, David Pinzer. Ladies and gentlemen. David, welcome into the hotline. How's it going? I have ears all over the U.S. Um, Pinzer, this is my moment. How dare you step on my moment? What is wrong with you? I'm a slimy little Jew. Didn't you say it? <laughs> that was said. I thought it. <laughs> First of all, Panza, like I'll tell you right now, Panza, let me just warn you. Panza, you yep. plug TNA, and we're going to cut you right off. Don't even mention that company. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I didn't call about that. Okay. No, first of all, I want to congratulate Chris for having the uh, the guts and the fortitude to uh, come out of the closet in a business that uh, it's not probably comfortable to do so. Well, I had uh, to. You outed me a year ago. See, I didn't do that. We had this conversation the other night at the Owl House. You obviously didn't believe me, but you said you didn't care, and so I let it go. You said you got to let things go in life. I let it go. You said you did, and then you said it on the radio. I so just mentioned get, a fact. So I, I'm not now, upset about let's it. Get a, let's get, Chris, let's get a couple things straight. First of all, I consider you a friend. I always did, and and I still do, actually, although I don't appreciate you dragging me in this. Uh, you know, I, have a I didn't call you up. You called in. Who dragged no, you? No, but you know, you're on the radio. First of all, this is your first big media thing since you since Yeah, you and, you, and you're Taking up valuable airtime, but go ahead, you little Jew. <laughs> Jesus, I like but, it. But, uh, but just to clear, just to clear the air, uh, uh, I don't know exactly what was said. I heard her few things. Uh, uh, I did not get any money for the booking. Those I, there were deals that I got ten percent of the guy's money, and they knew that uh, in, in certain instances. Uh, I heard you got twenty, and you told them ten. But go ahead. No, no, I got. I never got anything more. Every contract was 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 knowledge. The boys are my friend. We were all in the same boat. I opened this not only to help feed my family, but I opened that, that website. No, and you did a good job, Penza. And I'll, I'll be fair. And, and you know what? You, you know, no, what? you did a good job, Penza, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. You can sit here and say it all you want, that we're friends or whatever, and that you have a lot of friends in this business, the boys are your friends. You learn something about pretty quick in this business. When you're down, you find out who your real friends are, and not just in this business, but in life. And this business, worse than in real life, I'll tell you what, a few people stepped up when my real friend went out the price, wants to kill myself, whatever, and a few people I thought that would be there weren't. I'm telling you, there are not that many real friends in this business. David. Was David one of those that wasn't there for you? No, David, me and David were never really close either way. No, we're um, not so, tight buddies. No, no we weren't tight buddies. So I, you know, 
this whole thing about <laughs> him out. I mean, I, I do, you know, to be honest with you, I do think he went around telling people I was gay. But that's I cool. didn't know you were gay, Chris. Dude, everybody in WCW heard the rumors. Don't yeah, don't yeah, tell me you didn't hear. Don't tell me you didn't hear the rumors. Don't tell me you didn't hear the rumors. Well, there was there was uh, there was four guys sleeping in your in your in your uh, uh, home. Oh yeah, so I actually have two right now, but they're both straight. So what does that say? <laughs> but those were the rumors. Those are the rumors. Exactly. So don't act like you didn't hear rumors. Of course we heard. And then them. when I told you that I was missing a booking in Buffalo for personal reasons, and you said, "What are the personal reasons?" I said, "Well, that's what they are. They're personal reasons. That means I don't tell you." How and you I kept pushing and pushing, and then a week a later, I had a friend call me up who lives in Florida, tell me you were running around telling anybody I was gay. First of all, that was not my show. Second of all, I didn't lose a dime for you dropping that booking. I made a thousand dollars about that, that dude. Show and run I don't that care show. about the money. If and you I run around telling people I was gay, I you're an idiot and you're a loser okay. if you did it. I didn't do it. I told you the other night I didn't do it. I'm not going to get into an argument with you. Well, the person that told me that you did do it is a much better friend to me than you are. Who said? I believe it. Who said? Who told him? Jim Mitchell. So, Jim Mitchell, you're, if you're out there listening, time out. Jim Mitchell, if you're out there listening, he lives here in Orlando. He's the, he's the sinister minister from ECW. I know who Jim he's in, I'm, I'm not telling you, you idiot. I'm telling the listeners. You are a dumb Jew. <laughs> all right, all right. There's no reason for this to around the Jew thing. I'm just messing. But you would, you know, seriously, you you Jimmy, if you're listening, call, call, my, call my cell phone. I'll give you a direct line or something. Oh, hold on. Call my cell phone. I'll give you a direct line if you want to call in if you're listening. He lives here in Orlando. But Jim Mitchell's the one that told me that he heard you were telling people that I was gay. He called me immediately. He said, you better shut Penzer up. He's telling everybody you're gay. Why would, I, I why would he to, lie I about have, that, Penzer? Wait a second. Why I would he lie about say, that? I have to say, I swear, like I said the other night, I swear on my kids who I love more than anything else in the world, I, don't, I, I do not remember saying that. I do not think I said that. If I had a few drinks and said something to that, and he I don't get remember drunk. it because a lot of things have gone on in my <laughs> he life. He gets drunk and his mouth starts running, man. Then, then, I didn't say drunk, but if, if, I few, if I had a few drinks and I said something, you know what? Then I apologize, but I don't remember saying it, and I would never maliciously say anything like that. And I can't believe, Chris, really, to be honest with you, that a guy who has to put up with the with the uh, people judging you be, of being gay every day of I your life... I don't care if people judge me. I do not care. Jew, would call me a slimy Jew. That doesn't make <laughs> that's, any sense. Oh, that's, that is true. If you don't like the F You are slimy, around. but what, you're not Jewish? I am, but just even so what, though there... All right, so you're a slimy you're Jewish guy. Gay, I mean, you know... But dude, it's not... It's, uh, I mean, I don't care. It's not a stereotype or anything. I, I'm saying what you are. You're well, slimy, you know and you happen to be Jewish. Well, you could think that, and that's fine. And the other guy who thinks I'm a horrible ring announcer could think that, and that's fine. You know? That's, okay, I will. I made, I made, <laughs> I made, I made a Penzi, you, for, you I know the guy. Penzi, you know the guy who did the Jesse Ventura story was a much better ring announcer than you were. <laughs> no, Penzi, I do I, love you. And all I'm saying is if you did that, that was a low blow. I mean, you shouldn't and have if done I it. Did do, if I did and, say and Jimmy that, Mitchell has no reason to lie about if it. If I did say that, which I do not recall. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm I sorry I called you a Jew, even though you're Jewish. If I, I did say that, then I apologize call me. For, you... for saying that, but I don't remember saying that. And if I did, but, it was a horrible thing to no, say. No, but let's go back to the Jewish thing. I mean, you're all upset because I called you. I'm not Jewish. I know, I'm not. You are Jewish. <laughs> you're not Jewish? <laughs> people, no, people used to tease me all the time. I'm not Jewish, and, and I'm, I'm thick But, but here's the biggest difference, dude. I can't believe what's crazy is somebody who would be so cognizant of being labeled would then, and after he just came out, of that label would, would dude, go out and label somebody. Dude, I'm calling myself the coolest fag on the planet. Okay, I don't, I don't care about the word. Do I don't care about the word, and I am it. All right, but all right. If I'm hiding something, I don't want people. All right, I'm not gonna. It. All right, now, thank David. Is there anything else you want to say to uh, Chris? 
I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, uh, no, let me, I let, can I apologize? Can I just? No, I'm sorry. I, I called you a Jew, even though you're I, Jewish. No, I just want to uh-huh. set, set the record straight. I never stole a dime from one of these guys. These guys, even though they're not all my friends, they're my family in a, in a way that people can't, that aren't in this business can't understand. Because you spend your life ride, riding with them and hanging with them, and, and when they're down, you see them down and you try to comfort them. And when they're happy and they're celebrating a birth or a, a wedding, you're celebrating with them. They're my family. <sighs> You know, and I, right, I Tommy, would you like to say anything to David Pinzer, your uh, least favorite ring announcer? I hate you. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> we all agree. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he seems uh, to do fine Sunday, but I'm new to wrestling. No, I, I'll be honest. I think David's a fine ring announcer. I have nothing against him, bro. He's funny to be around. I, I, I'm, all I'm saying is, if David, if you did do this, and I don't know why Jimmy Mitchell would have lied about this. If, if you I did, did do it, you're, I don't remember it. Well, then maybe you shouldn't drink so much, How about this? Maybe you shouldn't drink so much. How about this? If it's proven, David, why don't you just Chris, uh, kiss uh, Canyon? And then get it out there. No! Why should I have to pay the price? Uh, why should I, I be punished? I thought you guys like to kiss anybody. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I don't kiss four foot three hairy people. Uh, all right, there he is, David Pinzer in the high. Thank you, David. Appreciate uh, it. Next uh, time, talk about somebody else more important than me. True. Like That's a long list. <laughs> All right, there's a guy outside I see walking down the street. Let's talk about him. All right, tell you what. Let's take a break. Come back. Let's wrap this up. Oh, this is fun. Chris Canyon in here in the hideout. I still got my two final questions, and and then uh, we can roll from there. Take a break. What a, what a show. By the way, the first two segments are already up on the Hideout podcast, and you can get that on iTunes. You can also get it on the Hideout page on realradio.fm. All of this will be up there for everyone to enjoy. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It's a hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Tuesday night in the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. We'll do the hideout door prize blowout in a little bit. 407-916-1041. star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Chris Canyon here in the hideout. Recently came out. Openly gay. Former WWE, WCW tag team champion. MySpace.com slash Chris Canyon or ChrisCanyon.net. Double M has a question for uh, you, Chris. Go ahead, Double M. How y'all doing this evening? All right, buddy. What you got? Um, a couple comments, question. I'll make them all real quick. First of all, Chris, been a long-time wrestling fan, watched your career for quite a while, always enjoyed your work. Thank you. Um, second of all, on that note, David Penzer's an ass. You need to punch him in his neck <laughs> next time you see him. And third, um... I know you're good friends, or at least I'm pretty sure you're good friends with Diamond Dallas Page and Ben Amenor and everything. The question I had, that, um, just being curious, was how long has he known about your being gay, and how's he been about the whole thing? He actually found out on the Internet and called me up about two weeks ago and uh, congratulated me, and he was shocked, believe it or not. But, you know, he acts shocked. He said he was shocked. But he's one of the guys about six years ago we were talking, we were on the road, and uh, I don't know, I just, like... I don't, you know, and again, I want to touch quickly on this. You know, I didn't think it was inappropriate to call David Penzer Jewish, a Jew when he's Jewish. Uh, don't dwell on that, buddy. But don't either way, uh, you know, and I, and I don't mind using gay terms. You know, I, I'll use gay and faggot and homo, whatever. And, you know, I was riding down the road with Paige, and I, I think I said uh, Disco Inferno's a homo, whatever. And uh, Paige like, true. <laughs> <laughs> and Paige cut me off and said, you know, there's rumors about you. <laughs> That's all he said, <laughs> and then we went on with our conversation. I mean, I didn't. He didn't ask me, and I didn't confirm or deny it. I just, yeah, I know, and that was the end of it. And that was the, you know. So, but he acted. He told me he was surprised when he heard. So, I mean, he heard the rumors, but I guess he just didn't believe it. Um, yeah. I'll tell you this. Uh, thank you, Double M, for the phone call. 
I did a speech and debate at Texas Tech University, and my me and my wife at the time uh, were like the only straight people on the circuit. So I've been around gay people for a, a long time. And as a straight guy, even then, you always know who isn't, uh, who is, and I think you can, Tommy's gay. And you can always get suspicions. <laughs> Let me ask you seriously. And nope. Like, uh, huh? Huh? Le- legitimately, Chris. I'll give him a hideout Hummer. What? <laughs> you ever have any uh, suspicions about our own Tommy Bats over yeah, there? Yeah, I did, to be honest with you. I'll, I'm going to be honest, Tommy, when I, I met you. you. I'm just saying. when Here's I met you, And there was actually a story about uh, Disco Inferno, ironically enough. Uh, Tommy used to just harass us. I mean, he used to show up at the uh, Baltimore Marriott. All right, thanks for coming in. <laughs> and uh, he was hanging around with us one day, and he was like, he just like put his hand on, on Disco's shoulder. And Disco later commented that he was like kind of rubbing it, and he felt awkward. Wow! I'm not kidding, dude. No. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not kidding. Remember on the show when Tommy very first came on, I got ugged out by the fact that Tommy had touched me. Yeah. Uh, while talking to me, and I was like, "That's very." He was like, "It was what? It was the, almost the exact same thing." Okay. That you talked about, Canyon, and when Tommy came in. Like I said, I've hung around a lot of gay people in my life, life and I've, I've, I feel like I have gaydar. Kind of got that a little bit from bats, from a couple of different angles. A couple of other people that we have known have gotten that. What? From Tommy. I'm not yeah. going to say who, because then your hatred will be tenfold. He is. He's, yeah, he's young. Yeah. He's young, clean, good looking. I mean, a lot of you know stereotypical type. And I hate to be stereotypical, but he does. Smells like soap. Yeah. He does Constantly. smell like soap. <laughs> It's amazing. How do you smell like soap? I know. Take showers. <laughs> do you think that there is ever... A ch- and plus, Tommy used to have this thing real bad. Not so much anymore. And I think maybe he's worked it out through therapy. But you go he, to therapy, Tommy? He, no, never. <laughs> five times a week. Uh, where I love he that. used to be very, very homophobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were. And you hated it when anyone would ever call you gay. Or a fag, or a mo, or anything. So much to the point where he mo attacked you. It would piss him off to no end. We even isolated a um oh. a drop that said Tommy's a fag, t- Tommy's a fag, Tommy's a virgin, of him actually saying it. Yeah, him himself. So I just I'm not trying to out you and nothing, but I was just wondering if Chris had ever gotten some of the vibes that Dubs and I got early on when you were with us mm-hmm. in the hideout. No doubt, definitely, definitely. Would let me ask you, what is your type, and would Tommy fit that? No, no, exactly. No, no, I, no I'm not kidding. But he would. I have, hate you. <laughs> he, he would or he wouldn't. He but, would, but a little bit more well built. He doesn't work out enough. I know I don't. No, but, that but, is, but, but Tommy's an incredibly good looking kid and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, how old are you now, Tommy? Older than you think. And he still calls me kid, and I'm like, okay. What are you, 27? You look like you're 12, yeah. dude. Ew. <laughs> Part of the allure. <laughs> oh, could be. No, what are you, a preacher? I, I, Tommy looks like he's about 24, I think. Um, my, my type is I, 27, getting... young, good-looking, and well-built. Wow. Fitting I... to a T, Tommy. <laughs> now, let me, hold on, let me ask you. All right, Chris Candy. I now have to make out with every girl back here now. Uh, now, hold on a second. Now... Chris, were you friends with Tommy because of an attraction? Was the friendship based on that, or were you? Did you guys get along? And be honest. Oh, I'm definitely gonna be honest. I mean, that's that's something I really have to deal with on a daily. I look at my entire group of friends, and they're all 
you know, relatively young looking. I mean, most of my friends my age are near it, but they all have a youthful look about them, and uh, they're all pretty good looking dudes. And I, you know, I, I dealt with a lot of stress and de- you know depression about that. I'm like, man, I'm picking my friends because. But then I realized I was like, you're only gonna have X amount of friends in your life anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, if you're gonna have girlfriends, if you're gonna have friends that are girls, if you're, if you're a straight dude and you're gonna have friends that are girls, why would you pick out the hot ones? Why would you not pick out hot ones? I That's like, true. So I said, there's no problem with me picking out good-looking dudes. So, I mean, look at, look at Side Mount, my roommate here. Right. Now, Side Mount's a good-looking dude. He is. Claims he's straight. Right. Uh, yeah, beep, I beep, 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 beep. I can see oh, that sorry, bracelet. Sorry, my just went Yeah, with that bracelet he's wearing, he's not. Yeah. Um, and so, Side Mount. That's yeah. uh, I wonder. Uh, he's a shoot fighter. <laughs> he claims to be a shoot fighter. He kind of uh, looks like UFO Phil. So yeah. let me say this. Tommy. No, no uh, Can I ask one question? Is, is Dubs well-built? No, Dubs, I'm, take I'm, shirt off. I'm floppy. Look at this. Yeah, Dubs, I'm, Dubs I'm is sloppy. I'm glad he's in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> you just got turned down by Chris I, I just got turned off immediately. All right. Now, let me ask you this. Okay. Now I'm sad. <laughs> Check this out, Matt. You and I, he didn't even give us two yeah, ups. We're that hideous. I'm about it. We're hideous. I'm not even looking in your direction. <laughs> <laughs> he's just staring at Tommy. All right. Tommy, how does it make you feel knowing that this is... This has been out there. Maybe he was friends with you. Maybe not because you were quote unquote no, hot. Yeah, I mean I'm, that was that was a factor. That that gets people in the door. But no, if man. he was an idiot, there was. I'll tell you what, man. Tommy, more than anybody in my life, helped me with material when it came to wrestling. Man, he's a creative guy. He's I agree. smart. He's funny. He used to be that. Anytime on this I needed a joke. <laughs> anytime I needed a joke, he's the one I called when he's I right. when I was doing commentary on the air. When I you know I'd bring me out and do guest commentary, mm-hmm. he'd give me all the lines to use. I mean, he he helped me so much. I think he's talented. Creative guy, smart guy, fun to be around. You know. It, yeah, his looks got him in the door with me, but if he was an idiot or if he wasn't intelligent, if he wasn't smart, right, hold on. Uh, now I would have lo- ditched him. I'm looking he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be my friend. The I'm back lo- door? I'm looking at Tommy, and I haven't seen Tommy look this uncomfortable except for, He's when, flushing. His, for when his dad called in. He's red. <laughs> except, now, he is beat red right now. Tommy, tell me what you think and what you're feeling. Your boy Canyon here I'm just glad is a Steffi. Lay down on the couch first. Is shooting. I want you to be honest. Talk to, talk to Chris openly. Stop coming on to me. <laughs> really? Why? No, and you does can't. Does that make have... you uncomfortable? Yeah, it does. Why? Why? I would be kind of offended at first if you didn't, but now it's like an all-the-time thing. It's not an all-time. I'll tell you what. It, no, it, you go in cycles. Like I'll hear from right, you like, every there, day. There was for... that big-breasted girl that was in there before in that room with you before. Yes. Did it, you notice that side map? If that girl got on the air and said, wow, Kenyon, you're hot, you're hot, it would not offend me at all. So why would a gay I'm guy telling you you're hot offend you? It's not offending. Because you're homophobic. Whatever fact. Um, <laughs> oh. I mean, why else? I mean, no, just... I didn't say it offended me, but sometimes you you get a little carried away. Why? Wow. Dude, hey. we talked once in like the last. That we, is we talked li- about five times in the last two years. That is a lie. You will go weeks and months with no one will hear uh, from hold you. Hold on, hold on. Jilted lover. No, no, no. It sounds like <laughs> exactly you're not calling like. me enough. Right. If you'd let me finish. Yeah, I'm just pointing out he's lying. <laughs> Whatever you want. Then he'll like call and I am like every day, and it's either like I'm bipolar, you idiot. Yeah, well that's not my problem. <laughs> that's that's problem. why it happens. So that's that's this, the explanation. It may is, not be your problem, but that's boys, the explanation. Boys. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Meanwhile, these two live together over there. What? Right. Because we casually we, hump. Uh, <laughs> so what? There. It's not gay. Yeah. Well, they can turn no gay guy on, I'll tell you that. Thinking about, <laughs> thinking about the shit. <laughs> I'm having deja vu for some reason. Really? Yeah. 
For some reason, I'm having deja vu that we're going to get yelled at by management about this. Why? I don't know. Believe me, there's some gay guys in management, and I'll smooth it over for you. Uh, <laughs> always are. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Seriously, what else are you feeling, Tommy? It's fine. I'm just not. Yeah, I'm that just, was convincing. Side mount, big breast is back. Yeah. I just. <laughs> I'm just more like, uh, and I'm going to hear from the listeners at the bowling league and all this stuff. About how your boyfriend, Chris? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's really you funny and, since we're not on the air and everything. You and Mannion? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Great. Ooh. Can't wait. It's going to be wonderful. All right, we'll take a break. He's going to choke out somebody again. We'll come back. And by the way, I didn't mean anything that I said. Chris just passed me notes to say to you. So... I was one of them meet me in the bathroom? He did. Can I, can I, can I lighten the mood? I just wanted to say briefly that uh, David Penzer is a much better announcer than Jeremy Borash. <laughs> oh, take a break. We'll come back. It's a Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. Right, we're wrapping it up on a Tuesday night with Chris Canyon. Newly outed. Self-outed. Openly gay. Um, professional wrestler. I'm coming now. You got that song, Tommy? Cue it up for me. I'm gonna sing that. I want to. I want to go off the air singing. I'm coming out. Um. Also, too, I found out his uh, his roommate, his little sister's a Map Dallas Mavericks dancer. Yeah, that's yours, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. His roommate's little sister, and so he's like, "This is how cool he is." He goes, "Hey, bro, I'll uh, throw you a ball. You want to try to hit it? I'll give you a number. <laughs> Back in Dallas. <laughs> oh, all right, sure." I, I'm on my way out. Do you have Dirk's number? I'm, in. In I, I'm more interested in tickets, but if I can bang a Mavs girl along with it, then... Or a uh, Mav. Yeah, or a Mav, whatever. I'll double date with you. I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not gay, but uh, to win a championship, I'd do things to Dirk. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure there's no gay guys on the Mavericks. We'll test with those blonde locks. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. Let me ask you this, and this is kind of something that I... I you talked about kissing a girl when you were 11. Oh, he's done more than that. But I did want to ask though, if yeah, <laughs> cooties. Uh, you you have had sex though with a with a with a woman? Yes. Okay, and was a it lot. awful? No, I mean it was a. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what. Se- sex with anyone you don't know well is, in my mind, and maybe it's just because I've separated. Uh, because of who I was and what I was involved with, I I had to be very closet. I couldn't go out to gay clubs because I was afraid I'd get recognized and be on the internet the next day, and that's how my parents parents were going to find out. Right. So I had to get you know pleasure myself, whatever, with finding guys on the internet. So to me, sex to me, sex became masturbation with somebody helping me. That's all sex was. So when I did it with a girl, it was the same thing. It was just someone there to help me get off. Right. And it was no, mm-hmm. there's no emotional connection. So it was it was easy, but you know when you're when you're 18, 19, 20, 23, whatever. Man, a, st- a stiff breeze got me excited. So, you know, just the contact, just that's what I'm saying. Even if Tommy's straight, I guarantee you, he comes in here for five minutes. Just touches you. Yeah, I'm just saying. If you, I think, Tommy, come on. I think if you, if regular, I think. Come if, on in, Tommy. Get a massage. I think a, a lot of straight guys, even straight guys, if if they get rubbed and kissed a lot, even if it's by a dude, it's gonna get exciting for them. Where's chunks? Yeah. How about you, Matt? You're a virgin. Matt over there is sitting over there is a virgin. Twenty-one year old virgin, right here, big man. You are. Yeah. I, I know it. I'm I sorry. I was, like I was checking. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was that dude. Oh, uh, Gibbs or Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> right, no, that's believable. I can see him being a virgin. Look at that head. Yeah. Um, now, Big Matt, you're a virgin. Yeah. Damn. Why? Look at it. It's him. like I'm not trying to give it away. No one's buying it. Right. Um. So you got a boyfriend? Join our team. Yeah. I, I'm you thinking got, about it. You got, <laughs> Whoa. You got a boyfriend? It's uh, easy in my world. Is there a signing bonus, maybe? Can you get a boyfriend? 
I'll tell you what. No, I don't have. Um, I can't say that for sure. I, I, I have, you got someone maybe you're interested in? I have a lot of. Seeing? I have a lot of. I don't have a lot of gay friends, but I have a lot of friends that I fool around with. Pack my fanny. <laughs> I have a lot of friends with benefits. Uh, F buddies, yeah. essentially. And a little bit more than that. I mean, they're cool. I hang out with them and stuff. And then every now and again, we'll, you know. Let me, okay. I mean, I, but, let but me ask you. Do you. Sex in the gay world is a lot different than sex in the straight world. Very, very different, man. It's just. It's just Rob, to, us, say. to us, it's just an activity. That's all it is. It's just, hey, you want to get off? Yeah, I do too. Let's do it. I mean, that's I, all it is. There's nothing attached to it like like these crazy women. I, I don't know how you guys deal with it. Yeah, we were about to say. Um, now, is it one of those things, too, where you guys are like, hey, we're shooting hopes and, you know, <laughs> I won, so it's your turn to be a bottom? Does that happen? <laughs> oh, no? it slipped out again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, I, it's weird bottom top thing. And I, I, Let me ask you, have you done both? Dude, I'm not going there. <laughs> Come on. What, what have you done with girls? Have you let a girl stick a, d- a thing up your butt? Yeah, I know. Well, well, we, we can't go there. say that, we we, can't we, say we that can't on the air. It. Now, well, uh, let me rephrase uh, it. All right. Have you let a girl uh, use let a me, device? Oh. Let me rephrase it. Like I'll do it since we're, I'm the SEC <laughs> professional. All right. He asked me if I've let a girl uh, put anything... <laughs> Near the back area. Yeah. <laughs> and the answer is no. No, I have. Uh, hold on. I, I won't say that. Uh, but I think you're lying. That my, my girlfriend hasn't, tell you. Hasn't, wa- hasn't had wandering fingers before. Oh. It's happened. I'm not going to say it hasn't. Okay. But I I grabbed that wrist and I snapped it. Yeah. <laughs> not snapped it. I, I what said, do you mean snap it? The motion I just saw, he was pushing it. Toys right, there. exactly. There you yeah, go. I, I was, I was running learning. backwards. <laughs> now you're learning. Running through a cornfield backwards. Uh, all right, well, fair enough. You don't want to Damn get Damn you in your small hands. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel my teeth yet? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Jesus. I thought he was a virgin. <laughs> I know. Well, he learns these uh, phrases on the Internet. All right. evil. Matt, how much of a virgin are you? Have you ever Completely. Kissed, have you ever kissed a girl? Uh, n- no. Wow. Like, God, I still can't even believe. That's to me even more shocking. Then, than you, that. then you must be a Star Trek fan. No, no, I, I hate sci-fi. I thought, that one, I, thought, I thought that went hand in hand. No, well, he's uh. No, he does. Right. Well, well he, wow. he did kiss Mainly a girl love. one time when their lips accidentally clashed. Yeah. I hear a couple guys. How do you not get him hooked up on the on the air? Dude, How easy tried. would we, that be? We tried. He had a 17 year old chick that possibly wanted it, and he ruined that in the last week. Know. Isn't that illegal? Dummy? No, he's only 21. Yeah. So, Even though he looks like he's uh, forty, yeah, it's the the age. There's like a five year grace. If she's seventeen, you can be like twenty two. Yeah, hmm. so trust me, we looked into it. <laughs> we studied these things. Uh, just for his sake, though. I right, hear a couple people say they want to date you. All right, Tommy. <laughs> no. Penzer. <laughs> Lo- yeah, Penzer. <laughs> Lewis in Orlando. You serious about wanting to date Canyon, or are you lying? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll date him. Alright, you really? He's like, nice, like a nice guy. I mean, there's very few nice uh, gay guys in Orlando. Uh, I, you think you're, uh. Tell him to send you his picture. Alright, why don't you send his picture? Send you a picture, uh, send him a picture on his Again, It goes like this. If, if we do the stupid dating thing you guys want to do, this what? It's gotta be somewhere between 25 and 31. We gotta look youthful, in shape. And good looking. I, I period. Think, we just have Tommy here. Tommy, would you slow dance with Canyon? No. <laughs> Come on, dude. No. Slow dance. It's not anything uh, that's going to lead Play to the anything unless you wanted to. Play I the Brokeback Mountain theme. I got it somewhere. Do you know where it is? I have the Brokeback theme. And we'll just dance to that a little Canyon, bit. Canyon will be dinner for Grand. I don't want to ruin our friendship. Oh, 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 oh. It seems like the friendship's already No, that'll advance the friendship, you dummy. 
This isn't going to ruin the friendship. Maybe if you had got me hired by WCW, I would consider it. I'm going to get you hired by McMahon. No, I don't want it. I don't want it now. No. Hey, happy. You don't want to work for Vince? No. I don't know. You better take that in a heartbeat. Toward the beginning of the year. You really won't dance with Kenya, Tommy? You never have to do any stunts. Come on. How long? This is your best friend. I'm not going to dance with Tommy. 60 seconds. Come on. I'm 30. Tommy, you would really dance? Of course you would. To show that you're good. And you can't touch me like anywhere, you know. No, you got it. Then it ain't worth it. No, you well, guys do It's ground rules. No, whatever. This is a middle school. You guys so, snuggle. You know what? He's what? not gay, and it's not worth it. Uh, yes, it is. No, no. He doesn't know. Hold on, hold on. He doesn't know until he holds you, Canyon. And then maybe, just like that time you had to kiss that girl, maybe this will officially prove to Tommy, you know, he's not gay, and everything will be great. Know what the most absurd thing is? Do, do, do that makes sense? No, the, the listeners at home don't notice. <laughs> I'm sitting here for the last hour and a half, and these idiots are getting massaged, and they don't offer me a massage. I just wrestled two matches in, in three days. And what do you guys we do that you need a massage? Look at us, It's ridiculous. Man. Look at us. It's absurd. Tommy's in there getting massaged right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm in a lot of pain. A little perk. But to get the massage guy's hot. All right, let me, let me say this. Oh, here it is. The broke back. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up with Canyon. And Canyon and Tommy will slow dance to the broke back theme. We need a video camera. Damn it. No. It's a hideout. Real Radio 104.1. All right, wrapping it up with Chris Canyon, just outed gay wrestler. I'm fascinated to see what's going to go on with you, bro. Me too. Um, I honestly think that WWE will be call, is going to come calling. It's going to be fascinating to see uh, what you decide to I'll do. I'll tell you what, Vince McMahon will never come crawling. No, uh, not crawling. I say calling. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, we actually kind of got away from that. I, I was in contact with Johnny Ace, uh, Johnny Laurinaitis. Um, he talked to Vince about it. I, I did email Stephanie McMahon. She talked to him. And basically, they just said the timing's bad. You know, the, the big show's coming up April 2nd, and they don't want to bring in a controversial character, a controversial uh, wrestler, person, See, right me- before the big show. They already have it. Vince McMahon has more money than God. He, he Vince doesn't need money. He doesn't. He is mainstream. Anytime Vince wants to get on, uh, on Stern or uh, on Leno or Letterman, he can do it. I mean, no, he's, I he's that big of a celebrity now. So you can't appeal to him. Saying, oh, I can get mainstream first. He's like, I am mainstream. Well, I don't and even think it's money. A, I don't even think it's about that though. I, I would think. just assume that it's. But to him, it's like, all right, put him off two months and see what he can do on his own. I think basically what he told Stephanie to tell me. All see right. what he can do on his own. So I was like, all right, then I'll do it on my own. It doesn't bother me. I'll try. I, I don't think you're gonna have an issue. I think. I hope so. I mean, you, you said, would you go back to definitely? I mean, I'm not doing this really for me. I'm not doing it. Uh, you know. Well, you reason. did it for you for your own comfort of. Well, nah, not, not really. But, but that you really. needed to come out, though. I, I mean, didn't need to come out, but I didn't need to come out to the world. I didn't need to be. But I, you know, I do feel right now there are no openly gay professional active athletes in this country. So kids that are athletic and gay and closeted, they don't have a role model. None. None. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. And wrestling's a weird way to start, but maybe wrestling's the perfect way to start. I mean, there was a, a Sports Illustrated dated April 18, 2005. They have Tiger Woods on the cover. But they did a huge article, Is This Country Ready for a Gay Athlete? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of polls, real interesting stuff. And, um, man, there, there are some idiots out there, man. Shannon Sharp, I think, is quoted in here. What is wrong with that guy? <laughs> oh, have you ever heard of him? He can barely speak. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, this is what he said. He was talking about uh, Esra Taulo, who just put out a book. Mm-hmm. He's the football player who played with the Falcons in 99 and 
boy, he, he, he was just actually in People uh, this past week with uh, Nick and Jessica on the cover. Incredible article. I mean, if you can get a chance to read that, this guy's, this guy's the real deal. I think it'll have to happen in an individual sport first mm-hmm. until it becomes more popular. What do you mean? All right, it's happened. Well, no, but I'm talking, I know, no offense, but I'm talking about like, you know, what people consider sport. Sorry, no offense. But I'm, you know. But what, what individual sport do you think it's going to happen in? I mean, I think. Tennis? Tennis, a golf. But that, that ain't gonna have any. I don't. Think no, I agree with you. I think that, but it's gonna have. You're gonna need more people like you coming in wrestling, exactly. golf, See, that, and that's what the funny tennis, thing is. and then eventually you're gonna hit, you know, the, the team, team sports. sports. I, it's you got to know that it's gonna be very tough. It would be tough for a football player, but not basketball and not baseball. How oh, could be, uh, baseball would be baseball would be tough. Why? Baseball players are incredibly humble. I've played oh, it all my life. I agree. I've, I've but been how would it. that hurt a guy's career if he gets fired right after doing it? Boom, there's a lawsuit. They can't fire him for being gay. If he's a talented baseball player and he comes out, what's going to happen? He gets beamed a lot? But what pitch is going to do that? What pitch is going to intentionally beam the guy for being gay? You know that it's not about the physical... Well, it would be in football. It's, but even then, it's not even... I mean, you could happen in basketball. Basketball is a physical sport. Basketball is pretty physical. More than anything, I think it's the mental. Are you ready to take that mental beating? So what are you telling me? Of the, of the 3,500... And they, and they think in, in the four major sports, baseball, basketball, football, and hockey, there's about 3,500 active athletes right now. Mm-hmm. You're telling me no one of those athletes has the balls to come out? Is that what you're saying? It's all about mental? They don't have the mental yes, balls to come absolutely, out? absolutely. I think it is. Oh, uh, you're out of your mind. I, oh, why aren't they out then? It's got to be no other reason than the mental issue. It's not. It's money. They're friggin' money hungry. And, 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 hey, but with, that with goes... great power comes great responsibility. These they, 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 they get so wrapped up in the money and they get so wrapped up in this other stuff. The bottom line is, if you got the gifts and the ability to do what you're doing, and you you're lucky enough to make it to the national scene, and you're on a pro sports team in this country, you have a responsibility if you're gay to come out. You have a Listen, responsibility to do it. I agree with you. I completely agree with you. I'm saying that that is part of the mental issue. All right, first Look, of the all, money? No, oh, yeah. that ain't a mental issue. That's greed. But they got to get past the greed. Greed is also a, a mental, mental makeup. It's no. also part of... Right. Well, that's, well, that's you, lame. Well, if you care about money, it's obviously a mental thing. You, everyone, you don't need it money. to live, you know what I mean? But I think that is a, that's definitely a mental issue. Look, let's get past that. All right, <laughs> we got serious. Now let's gay it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Batson needs you to get in here. I don't want to dance with Tommy. I, it's I really too don't. late. We, when we need to pay no, off. No, get me a good-looking 27-year-old gay guy in Orlando. You're telling me there's no good-looking gay guys in Orlando. <laughs> I think we wow. need to see. <laughs> no, seriously. I don't want to dance with a straight guy. That's Kids lame. got clothes. We don't know. No, um, no, no. Get, get, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's forget the dancing. If he, if he wants to dance, he might really be a homo. Tom, Tommy. Do you want to dance? <laughs> What's right, he here doing comes now? Tommy to dance. Here I'm he comes. I'm not dancing. Oh, come on, Chris. Oh, I'm going to turn him down. He's he's going to get turned down well, by a gay guy. If you're sitting down, you're going to get lap danced. So I'll do that. Tommy, come on in. Come on, Chris. What's going on, Tommy? Come on, Chris. Tommy said something to me walking through, but I couldn't understand because I had my headphones on. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> I just want you to stand up. Just stand up. Come on, Chris. It's your best friend, Tommy. No, I refuse. <laughs> Why? Because we just argued over mental? Yeah. <laughs> right, I, I, I take it back. I'll step up. I'll step up. Hold on. All right, here he comes. I mean, he's standing. All right, now look at the Uh-oh. happy couple. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right, wow! Now, now I never realized the uh, the difference. And now Chris is farting into the microphone. <laughs> I can't do it. All right. I got stage fright. All right, 
Why don't you guys, Dubs, you got the theme music? Oh, my God. Here's the theme to Brokeback. Tommy? <laughs> Tommy's freaking out because someone's trying to take a picture. Tommy, come up and snuggle. Go ahead and embrace Canyon. Embrace Canyon. All right, Canyon just said... All right, and you guys, turn it up. Oh, this is the most... <laughs> Look at their face. <laughs> What's wrong? He's seriously cringing. Why? Look at Tom... Oh, look at the happy couple. Oh, he's, no, he's massaging. Come on, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy is so homophobic. Oh, I've never... I, I mean, Chris is uh, embracing... Oh, my God. Rather, he's like... What's wrong, Tommy? Get close. No. What? What do you mean, no? He's trying to grab my ass. <laughs> Let him. It's not... Whatever, he can grab my ass if he wants to. I don't care. Who's supposed to leave? I think the bigger guy leaves. Uh, this is... Uh, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Take a picture. Can we get a picture? Come on. Why not? I'm not getting hit. He's not... Give me the... You can hit me if you want to. I want to remember this moment forever. Huh? It's my camera. No, you're not going to smash it. This is awesome. Uh, Chris looks so at home. And you know what, Tommy? You look good. Yeah. I always look good. <laughs> this is, is the this most beautiful thing I've seconds? ever seen in the hot. No. We just. Yes. The music didn't start yet. I hear it play. Can you hear his heartbeat? Were you doing art projects over here? Yeah, I told you. He's got a whole spread. <laughs> All right, there it is. Let's hear it for the beautiful couple. That was Bats, fun. Bats and Canyon. Tommy Canyon's your new name in the hideout. I think he got wood. I think you guys should be able to marry. He does. Tommy got wood. <laughs> Chris, he did. He got wood. How'd that feel, Chris? It was nice. I like Tommy. I'll tell you Tommy's what, he's a good guy. Up, man. Honestly, he's tight. You guys are a good couple. He's too short. No, you guys look perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You, How'd we look, look? you look great Side together. Side mount, how do we look? Great together, right? <laughs> side mount. I think side mount's jealous now. I think your boyfriend's jealous. Yeah. Side mount's a little jealous. Well, Tommy, there's your friend. I can't believe you guys didn't hook me up with a dollar date or anything, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Did we not have enough people calling? <laughs> we had a lot of wrestling people calling, but... Yeah. Why don't we set it up at a future date? I'll come in, but... Oh, you can't... Absolutely. I think what needs to ha I think people are now kind of in shock with the whole thing. <laughs> and then once it gets out there... I'm in shock. I'm a, I am a catch. You are. I mean, you know... If agreed. I, if I swung that who's way... That, who's that agreed? Dubs. Dubs. No, that was him. Oh. No, no, look at me. Is Dubs bisexual? No. Yeah. Here's the thing. Honestly, let me nice. tell you this real fast. <laughs> I think that Dubs has tendencies, and I Why? think if given the right <laughs> drunken opportunity, he'd be willing to do it. I think he'd be willing Just because a man watches a few tranny porns doesn't make him gay. Sure it does. Why? All right, we got Dude, fun. I just gave oral to a dude. <laughs> See? I'd rather have a face shot. Uh, hold on, we got someone who wants to date you. Link, you're in the hideout on Row Radio. What's no, up? No, let's not say we did. That was funny, though. But, um, no, I was just calling to first off say congratulations to him about coming out the way he did. That was just awesome. Thanks, um, my, my, my question, though, is remaining, um, I talked to Jimmy Erron. Um, will he become a heretic? Uh, Who? Uh, Ken. Ken. Yeah, of course he already is. He came out on our show. He's uh, he's definitely. What is this guy asking? 
He wants to know if you're going to be a hardcore fan of this show. And I think you are just because oh, of, of Tommy. Just because of Tommy. Oh, yeah. That's my boyfriend. My little broke back buddy. <laughs> my little broke back buddy. I love it. Are you going to isolate that, Tom? <laughs> doesn't seem to be working. Oh, now all of a sudden it's not working. Tommy. Well, let me, let's wrap this up with Tommy, Chris. I don't know how to quit you. Oh, I, I say, Chunks, get that in the back. Chunks. He is. Uh, here's the thing. Chris Canyon, let me say this to you from the hideout. Congratulations and best of luck, my yes. friend. It takes a lot of courage. You've told your entire story here. And I think the, the, the part that got me the most, looking back on it, is when you told the story of when you, you realized you were truly gay after you did the test when you were 11, kissing the girl, and you thought then that that would, quote-unquote, turn you straight, and you literally broke down, realizing that the rest of your life was going to be tough. And you've battled through some things, but, dude, you made it. No matter what, you made it. You're alive. you got a great career going on. You come out, and you are going to be a role model. And I think even by you coming out right now, you're going to be helping some other uh, kids Definitely. or even grown men yeah. who are battling with this thing. And that is, without a doubt, a positive. Thank you. It takes balls. <laughs> he does or it does? <laughs> Both. Okay. But uh, nonetheless, you can keep up with Chris on chriscanyon.net. I'm catching. And when did I ever say that? <laughs> I can't believe how okay. many how many drops there are of me. And he's also on MySpace. Booster, booster, yeah, definitely MySpace. The, the, the website's a, it's a pain to kind of keep up with Yesterday it. But... my ass took a pounding. Uh, MySpace.com. You're How so? Chris Canyon. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Why was I dancing with Tommy and not Dubs? My ass took Dubs is my height. Oh my. I, hold, you want to try Dubs? Dubs. Let's dance. Quick, hey, quick dance with Canyon. You better not. Tommy, come in here. Run the Brokeback theme. I'll, I'll just, dance with just, Canyon. Just I don't play care. it. Just play and get in. All right. All right. Can we get pictures of this at least? I don't care. All right. Yeah, you can get pictures of this Matt, one. Get, get pictures of this one. All right. Here's J-Dubs dancing with Canyon. Can we turn the light up, Dubs? It's still dim. Aw. Get closer, Dubs. Don't don't have his arm between you. There you go. There you go. You you be bitch. You be bitch. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, uh, uh, by the way, we have photos of you doing that, Tommy. We have the pictures. He's getting wood. I am not. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I felt something move. It moved. Dubs? It moved. Yeah, it moved. I show it to Chris and see if he's impressed. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? <laughs> no, he's not. not. <laughs> well, yeah, not that he's not. I have erectile dysfunction. All right. That's <laughs> All right, there he is, Chris Canyon, myspace.com slash chriscanyon, chriscanyon.net. Thank you for coming in and giving the exclusive of the hideout, and best of luck in all your future endeavors. And we'll definitely have you back for some sort of a dating game. Yeah, Maybe at a but live nothing event. but 27-year-old hot young dudes. All right, there he is, Chris in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. star-1041, if you have a singular wireless phone. The reviews are pouring in, Dubs. Yeah. Hefe, good God, this may be the best hideout show ever. Really? Truly impressive. Uh, just good on so many levels. 
Chris Canyon's story about self-realization, prejudice, the wrestling angle, the usual homoerotic nature of the hideout, and, of course, the Tommy angle. Just incredible. Why so, are you balling your fist, Tommy? The reviews are just pouring in, and it's uh, it's just fantastic. All right, Tommy's in here. He's just right behind you balling his fist. I Why? Didn't, I didn't do anything. What's wrong, you're Tommy? The one, you're the one that danced with him, dude. Whatever. <laughs> It's all on you. Oh, he's so gonna kill me. Are you kidding? Now that now that Chris is gone, you know, now that he's gone and uh, we got nobody to protect us, <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> oh, he's gonna slit our Achilles heels. Hey, I danced too. He can't do anything to me. I'd have danced with him. I'm mad he didn't ask the chubby chicks to dance. Yeah, what was Matt that? Matt and I stuck in the corner again like <laughs> it was a middle, middle school. school. Yeah, middle school dancing, you guys. He just turned away from us like we were not even here. Isn't that really kind of suck? Or he didn't even give us two looks. God, that sucked. Hey, what can you say when you're a stud, you're a stud. Right. Guess he only likes white girls. (laughs) (laughs) Racist. (laughs) (laughs) So true. All right, Ang Lee, you're in the hideout. Oh, hello, this is Academy Fraud winning Ang Lee. Mm-hmm. At least I know how to quit you. It sounds just like you, Ang. I mean, you sound exactly like you. What do you yes, want? Yes, I would like to have a, a dinner with uh, Chris Canyon. All right, you waited on an hour and a half to <laughs> yeah. get that bit over. An wow. hour and a half. I wish I know how to quit you. Far away. Bobby Hill, you're in the hideout. What's up, Bobby? Hey, Ponce, hey, Dubs. Yo. Uh, hey, Tommy. Tommy, is, uh, uh, Tommy actually wa- he actually walked Chris out, so he's not in here. <laughs> he's going to take him to his doorstep. <laughs> well, you know how I know Tommy's gay? How? He held that gay man ever so gently. <laughs> Tommy. Wistfully he held him. 40-year-old virgin? Oh, boy. That was fun, Dubs. Mm-hmm. I had a blast. Exclusive here in the hideout. Who knew? What do you think will happen with Chris? Think I think it's going to turn out very well for him. I just think now's the right time. I don't know I, how anybody wouldn't hop on this. He seems uh, candid and genuine enough where you know he's he's done hiding stuff and it's going to be right out there. He's going to be out in everybody's face, and it's just, I think it's going to work out well for him. I do, too. I'm a little surprised that... Now I smell like Axe. <laughs> yeah, he did. He smelled good. We were taking photos with him during the commercial break. Mine's Chunk, from a man dance. Chunks, good work getting that up on the podcasting. Thanks, man. Just got two more uh, segments to go. Obviously, the last one probably being the uh, the best one. The be- yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> that was the best one? <laughs> it was... Um, with Tommy dancing. Yeah, it was more visual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish Tommy wasn't such a sissy about that. <clears throat> get the photos. I had to get his buddy who took a photo to have him email it to me so we can get that uh. online. Because he wouldn't let Matt take it. And I'm not getting my arm broken. Why is he so uptight about it? Because he hasn't... I have no problem dancing with a dude. You're comfortable. <laughs> he grabbed my ass, too. You see me squirming? I'm really a little put off by the fact he wasn't interested. And <laughs> you? In you? Yeah. Why? He sat here the whole time, didn't even look at me. Like I was a girl. Would you be uncomfortable if he would have? No. Come man, on, you? I've been around gay people enough that it doesn't... Whatever, I've had other guy, gay guys uh, be interested, so, we you know, whatever. Would he straight? <laughs> <laughs> Must be straight. You're into me. I think he's fronting. Poser. <laughs> I don't believe you're gay, because you aren't into this. 
Right. Oh, boy. That was fantastic. That was a lot of fun. All right, Devs, what, do we still have to finish the show? Mm. We can't just go home now? Mm. We got prizes to give away. Yeah. Better wait for Tommy to get back up here. Oh, it is his stupid game show, Mm. isn't it? Damn it. Should we just save it for tomorrow? Yeah, let's just do the door plays. I mean, it was... It was worth it to go over and everything, and you know, tomorrow we'll just we'll double up. Want to do two uh, two different game shows tomorrow? Yeah, we'll do something to make it up to you. I feel like the moment's passed for the game show. Mm-hmm. We have so much other stuff to get to that we completely didn't, didn't get of, to do. A lot of audio, man. Really, we weren't expecting that to go that long, but he, there, he was just so open, and there's so many things that happened to him. I want to play since we're since we're on a controversial subject right now. Let's play this abortion audio uh, when we get back from the break, just so you can hear what's going on with this guy and how crazy he is uh, out, up in South Dakota. Quick break. We'll come back. It's a hideout. Real Radio 104.1. The winds of change are blowing through South Dakota. A state filled with open land is closing the door on abortions. The governor signed a new law banning them, except when it's needed to save a woman's life. This is about the women in this country the women of South Dakota who need access to safe and legal health care and denying them, the women of South Dakota, the same rights that the women all across America have is unconscionable. Planned Parenthood in Sioux Falls is the only abortion clinic in the state. It does about 800 a year and is expected to sue to maintain that right. The most important thing to remember is that women need options. When women have unplanned pregnancies, they need options to consider. Women are capable of making very difficult decisions regarding unplanned pregnancies. We've been doing it for millenniums. The right to decide is why Jennifer DeRue is in this picture. Her mother made the decision to not have an abortion and put her up for adoption. Now she's urging other women to make that same decision. Make people realize that it's not just babies they're saving, that we do grow up and we do graduate high school and go to college and stuff. and enter the real world. Counselors inside Alpha Health Services steer women away from the procedure. They also console women who regret their decision. Now I got the help that I needed. There is still a part of me that's missing because when a woman is separated from her child, it's not natural. And I can't get my child back. The University of South Dakota is one of the places where women are arguing about abortion rights. It's just alarming. I, quite frankly, am afraid for the future of the women of South Dakota. So South Dakota is a very pro-life state, so it's kind of a chance for us to, for one, to be a trendsetter and go to South Dakota. So kind of that chance for us to make a, take a stance and make some sort of change in America. Don't expect the law to take effect anytime soon. Planned Parenthood says it will likely sue the state. So a judge would probably suspend the abortion ban during the legal challenges. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Carson Walker, Associated Press. So that's the backstory. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1 of what's going on in South Dakota. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, Star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. All right, so there, I mean, I think everyone here is pro-choice, I'd assume. Yeah. Because we're smart. Uh, so you got to think, what kind of people in, what kind of people are making these laws in South Dakota? 
I'm going to play you a clip, and I think it was from a PBS show. I'm pretty sure it was. First, it's going to start out with one of the Democratic, I think, senators or lawmakers up there. And then you're going to get into one of the guys who's really backing this abortion ban. And listen to the circumstances in which he thinks it would be okay for an abortion. Democratic Representative Clayton Halverson considers himself in the middle on this issue. In my opinion, the middle is uh, allow the amendments we offered, which would include in the case of rape, the option of abortion should be available. In the case of incest, the same thing goes. And when the mother's health or the health of the fetus, um, those are exceptions that, that I don't think should be ignored. And I believe that's the middle. That's where I think most of the people in our state fall. That's not how Senator Napoli reads public opinion in his state. My calls have been running three to one in favor of this bill. Napoli says most abortions are performed for what he calls convenience. He insists that exceptions can be made for rape or incest under the provision that protects the Listen mother's life. I asked him for a scenario in which an exception may be invoked. A real-life description to me would be a rape victim. Brutally raped, savage, the girl was a virgin, she was religious, she planned on saving her virginity until she was married. Her name was Mary. She was brutalized and raped, sodomized, as bad as you can possibly make it, and is, and is impregnated. I mean, that girl could Can't be so messed up physically and psychologically that carrying that child could very well threaten her life. Democratic Representative Elaine Roberts is one of South Dakota's few pro-choice legislators. What's next, she fears, is a host of measures that regulate women's private lives. We already have a law that says a pharmacist by conscience could refuse to fill my prescription for contraceptives. There is already a move from some groups who have worked on this to say that contraceptive, there should be no contraceptives, that uh, sexual intercourse is for the purpose of reproduction. Much of what she fears is an assault on basic rights, Senator Napoli sees as a return to traditional values. When I was growing up here in the Wild West, if a young man got a girl pregnant out of wedlock, they got married. And the whole darn neighborhood was involved in that wedding. I mean, you just didn't allow that sort of thing to happen. Where is this guy living? I mean, I know he's in South Dakota, but... Exactly. He, no, he can't be living in, like, reality. The problem is that if this happens in South Dakota, and then somehow the uh, United States Supreme Court says, all right, these guys in South Dakota don't have it so bad, you're going to see this popping up in all these uh, in different states everywhere. So what happens in South Dakota very well could affect us here in Florida, Oh yeah, believe they, it or not. They use that as a case study of, hey, uh, this is uh, how they feel, so this is... Uh perfectly you know legal and this is the way we should go about it i finished this off and then i want you to recue it to where he's talking about what qualifies as a rape victim right. to get an abortion and it, you know i mean they wanted that child to be brought up in a home with two parents you know that that whole story and so i i happen to believe that can happen again yeah, yes i do i don't think we're so far beyond that that we can't go back to that i guess he also wants to go back to the days of slavery i'm sure when everything was fantastic you know, the good old days. You always like to hear about the good old days when women didn't have rights, when blacks were, what, three-fifths of a human being, yep. when uh, when your kids didn't back talk. 
So we want to get back to those days where accidents happen and then you're forced to ruin the rest of your life by staying with that person. Or you couldn't get out of a divorce if you were beaten, uh, beaten. Or, you know, get out of a marriage. You know, the good old days. You know, the wholesome days. Right. <laughs> when America was better, when women couldn't talk and blacks couldn't come through the front door. And they couldn't talk either if they did come through the front door. Right. Again, the good old days. And this is happening in South Dakota. All right, one more time. Under these legislators, this guy says, this is, all right, you want a real-world example of a woman who should be able to get an abortion. Here it is. A real-life description to me would be a rape victim. Brutally raped, savage. The girl was a virgin. She was religious. She planned on saving her virginity until she was married. She was brutalized and raped, sodomized as bad as you can possibly make it, and is, and is impregnated. I mean, that girl could be so videos. messed up physically and psychologically that carrying that child could very well threaten her life. Democratic right. represent. I love how butt babies. <laughs> only. <laughs> well, I'm against them. I love That's how retards are born. I love how only <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> I love how only, only if she's a virgin, only if she's religious, only and you if you got the pepper and sodomy in there somewhere. Yeah, she's sodomized. You got a sprinkling of sodomy. Oh. If you only have those three things, that's the only way a woman would be psychologically scarred. There's a checklist to the point where she wouldn't want to take that. Ooh, I'm sorry, you're missing the sodomy. So, I just wonder. Go on your way. I wonder if this dude's wife was raped, but she's obviously not a virgin. It seems like a personal story there, where hey, I believe that in this case it was okay, but other cases I don't have a connection to it, so screw them. I love how she she has to be religious and a virgin and sodomized. <laughs> then and only then. It's like a scavenger hunt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you gonna, <laughs> we're going to find Easter's, one of those. Easter's come early, boys. <laughs> yeah, because then she here, if you're not a virgin, rape isn't all that bad. What? What, what are you that's talking what, about? Seriously, did you, did you, that's what he said. It, he makes I get, sound, well, he makes yeah, I, I understand what he's saying. Okay. If I... Uh, if you are, uh, if you're not a virgin, rape doesn't matter oh, as much. Oh, yeah, it I made it you. sound like it didn't matter. I got. I thought you were saying that. Yeah. Jeez. You were gonna get the shock jock. <laughs> under his law. Shock jock. That's how uh, I guess he he sees it. And somehow this guy got elected to an office. And, and I don't think that if uh, he thinks that if you were raped, it's not as bad. You know. Virgin or not virgin, but I don't think he thinks that uh, you you value uh, your your flower as much. So you think you should uh, just you know have the baby, and you know you've already you're already in that mindset. Your flower. Mm-hmm. It is a wonderful flower. That is the one thing we had Chris in here earlier, and I just wonder how he. I it just so there's something that has to be in the wiring. Where you, you know, you look at a chick and it's just not doing it for you. I'm like, I could never imagine yeah. that. I know you can, Dubs. That's why you're quiet. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know you're off in thought. Just thinking about dudes. Dreaming. California dreaming. 
Let's take a break. If you're not a virgin, rape isn't all that bad. I know. Oh, yeah. no. I don't know if I keep that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's bury that one. <laughs> nah, I'm interested in keeping that. It's a Radio 104.1. Ted Forrest. I don't know who that is. House GOP to try to block the port steal. Yeah, finally. They're coming through. <laughs> now they're doing something. Um... There's not much really going no. on, is there? As I Fairly take, slow. As I take a look around... Oh, I saw something that was kind of funny, and I don't know if people talked about Ooh, it Ooh, is, is this the funny thing you saw? Huh. North Korea refuses to return nuke talks? Ooh. <laughs> That's a hoot. That could be it. I think I saw something about Madonna's daughter asking if Madonna was gay. Like, asking her if her mommy was gay. This is the Britney kiss? Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Is that why? Is that why? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, wait till the uh, the daughter. Uh, is it? What does Brittany have? A son or a daughter? Preston, it's a son. Oh boy. Why do I know that? How do you know that? <laughs> Sean Preston. Sean Preston. Jesus, you're maniac. <laughs> Protest. Man uses condom garden in Florida. What's that one about? Hot. His name is Kim. Um, no, no, nothing going on in the news. Who cares? College board says 4,000 SAT scores are wrong. What'd you get on your SATs? Never took them. Really? Didn't need to. Yeah, I guess you weren't going to college, huh? Mm. Didn't, you didn't have to take it out to get in the specs hour? No. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you can have just your GED and get in there. Well, let's say I got like an 1150. Which I don't think is great, but it's not bad. Did you take yours, Matt? Nope. Really? Nope. All right, here's the deal. If you missed any of, I think, the greatest hideout interview ever with Chris Canyon. Candid with Canyon. Uh, openly gay wrestler now. It's all on the um, podcasting. You can get that on iTunes or also on the hideout page on realradio.fm. And even the part with uh, Tommy dancing. Look at this. That'll be up in four minutes. Crash uh, is going to go back in theaters. I already saw it. One impressed. They always do that with those. uh, Yeah, with the the big winners. Yeah, Gibbs. Uh, Lucas just text messaged me. He wants to know if he can go camping. No. With Zeppelin? Yeah. No. Denied. Just you. Great. Sorry, buddy. It's you, Zeppelin. A shotgun and champ and a video camera. Am I allowed any weaponry as defense or? Well, whatever. I mean, like a Bowie your, knife or your something. Your head. All right. Yeah, just headbutt him. Like there's any sort of a bullet that can penetrate that noggin. Be fine. Of course, we didn't talk about this yet. Uh, Dana Reeves died of lung cancer. Oh boy. Forty-four years old. Didn't but, smoke. Well, Dub should go have a cigarette in her honor. I will. Just That's just like pouring out one for your homies. The one that she didn't get to have. Wake up with the monsters in the morning. Shannonburg midday. Do you think she now? Phillips in the afternoon. <laughs> that would kind of suck. We'll be we'll be back at seven. Don't be ashamed. You entertain listening to the Hideout on Road Radio 104.1, funniest night show in America, best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. Be somebody and always talk good. Question authority and stay classy, Central Florida. We are bitch five thousands. Five thousand. Five thousand. Five thousand. Five thousand. Five thousand. Five thousand. Five thousand.
I'm a transsexual. I'm a transsexual. No. Five thousand.